This week's episode of Watch Out for Fireballs is brought to you by John Smith. John Smith, America's most popular pseudonym <laughs> and patron of the arts. Yes, yes, please. A symphony of podcasts on our yes. Patreon. Yes, we will not yeah. make you a symphony. However, we will talk about Sweet Into a bunch and also a bunch of other things. Yeah, with uh, equipment and support provided by John Smith and people like him yeah. who have gone to uh, patreon.com forward slash DuckFeedTV, kicked us a couple bucks a month, and made this uh, endeavor not cost us money, Yeah, which is awesome. And lets us do cool things. And uh, there are nice little perks, such as right now we have a poll going uh, to decide which adventure game we're going to be playing this autumn. Yeah. So um, you can go there. If you uh, back at any level, you can vote. And uh, the options are Riven, the sequel to Mist. Uh, I have no mouth and I must scream, Sanitarium, or Grim Fandango. So choose which of those four you'd like to have us play um, in November. If you would like to see that poll, just go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv, become a backer, and uh, you'll have access to it. Do you want to do a sketch, Gary? Yeah, let's let's do that. Has your flesh not felt the kiss of the sun in several days? Are you ducking the calls of your loved ones and getting hourly well-being checks from the county? Are you covered from head to toe in bed sores? Then you might be suffering from a serious case of JRPG fatigue. Symptoms include skipping dialogue even if you care about the story, falling asleep while you play, and full-on PTSD episodes each time your AC kicks on because it reminds you of the random battle sounds. Fortunately, Watch Out for Fireballs is here to help. We feel the pain so you don't have to. Let's face it, nobody has time to play JRPGs anymore. So we sacrifice our mental and bodily well-being to play these games and relate them to you in podcast form so you can get the JRPG experience while functioning as a member of human society. Driving to church, weeding your garden, and showering daily. These are the gifts we give back to you. Ask your iTunes today about Watch Out for Fireballs. Side effects include digressive diatribes by MRAs, the music of Stained, excessive laughing at their own jokes, saying yeah a lot, bell rings, and self-referential sketches at the beginning of the episodes that go on for way too long and always end with the name of the show, which is Watch Out for Fireballs. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a retro video games podcast. And this week we are continuing our discussion of Suikoden 2, which is an RPG developed developed and published by Konami for the PlayStation in 1999. But you knew that. Yeah, because this is the second part of the episode, and you're not the weirdo that starts with us. (laughs) And if you are, go back and listen to the last one. It's not that far back. Yeah. It's uh, it's about two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, So that's where we talked about most of the generalities. So we're just going to hit the ground running. Yes, sir. With this shit. Uh, So previously, uh, we united the town of Two River and routed the Highland Army, only to find out that the city of Green Hill had been taken by a mysterious new general. Uh, We're headed there to take the college town back, driving ourselves even closer to showdown with Luca Blight. Hopefully, that will end the war once and for all. Oh, but nothing is that simple. 
No, not in not in the world as we get into. <laughs> no, and that's pretty. That, like that's a great. Uh, uh, we'll talk about this after the climax of the game. But that's a great, uh, uh, you know, point that we get into is trying to make. Yeah. Like once you get the engine going, it's really hard to stop it. So as yeah. you see this, like you'll notice as we turn the tides on this, um, things pick up even more and more momentum, and that's what really drives it forward after a certain point. Yeah, it's an escalation. Yes. You know, ever escalating conflict. So that mysterious general uh, is Jowie, our friend from the you know from the beginning uh, chapter of the game, right? Mm-hmm. Old buddy who was defected to the other side and is now uh, Luca Blight's uh, you know right hand man. Yeah, yeah, at, at great risk to himself. Yes, like he you know he watches somebody else get their head cut off for failing him and then volunteers for this job. So, uh, but he's 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 playing the long con, the longest of cons. <laughs> yeah. Here. So, um, yeah, so Green Hill, um, we're going to kind of talk about these areas in, as little individual chapters and kind of point out what's cool about them again, because this game is defies kind of beat by beat, you know, reexamination. Yeah. And part of that, like, and I noticed this when I was going back through my notes and even when I was writing them, I would find myself, you know, kind of transcribing things like each little individual detail. Like th- th- this is a very intricate story, not so much in terms of like the movements that it takes. It's not like Final Fantasy VII where we have like this weird cosmology and you know there are big things moving, but it's more like individual character beats, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. So, so it's more about like general motiv- motivations rather than this and this happen, which I think is going to make for a more interesting conversation. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's uh, let's talk Green Hill. Yeah, yeah. So your your plot to get in here because this is like a like a college town, like it's a it's a university, and yeah. you know it's funny because you grew up as child soldiers, so you never had any education. So this has like a little bit of a uh, little bit of a novelty for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a little extra poignancy. Yeah. Um, so Fitch has some connections here, and uh, he uh, kind of sets you up as uh, new students. You have this party restriction where you can only take student age characters which was fun like i was like i'm gonna take you know cool girl squad and <laughs> took um the the girl who has the mech oh, uh, yeah, Meg, yeah. and then the um the little the the samurai girl and then nanami mm-hmm. who you know i never uh, never leave behind and uh and just had cool you know cool girl squad and then fitch as our you know our bumbling protector <laughs> and women i like fitch a lot yeah he's pretty yeah. great or um, fitch and, and um and flick flick as our protector fitch as our bumbling guide rather right right yeah and uh you're you're supposed to pick uh fake names that you're going to be going under um just because these are you know fitch has these old uh like passports to get in mm-hmm. you know through through the uh checkpoint i chose rizza and jizza yeah yeah, yeah, yeah i said that, i saw that on facebook <laughs> that was good um i ended up going for groban and then josh <laughs> um so the um but yeah it's pretty it's pretty fun and it, it reminds me of the character beat like when you're trying to get into uh muse for the first time yeah it's like who's going to act better and stuff like that like it's a little bit like that yeah yeah so you find out pretty quickly that this doesn't look like the usual kind of conquest right like a exhibit a none of the buildings are burned down yeah (laughs) yep (laughs) somebody got over their love affair with fire yeah the town is still standing um and uh you know really the only reason that it fell is because the mayor kind of went into hiding right Right. Is it, is it the mayor or is it like somebody who they loved as much as the mayor? Like, I remember being a little bit confused. Like, I think they yeah. present Teresa as like, um, like she was like a substitute mayor or maybe she is the mayor and someone else went in to, oh. to act in her place or something like that. There's a weird little bit of ledger domain that doesn't need to be there, I think. Yeah, pretty much. But the, the, the town has a very well-loved uh, mayor who has gone mm-hmm. into hiding. Yeah. 
and uh, the Highland Army forces are here, you know, trying to find her. And you see this guy, uh, Shin, running around. Um, mm-hmm. Shin, who I thought was a lady. Uh, let's just assume that I'm going to guess the wrong gender for every character. So I'm probably going to play that for laughs. Yeah. And it, and it is, uh, well, this one, I, I think I thought this was totally a dude. <laughs> like, uh, I don't understand this one quite as much as the other ones. Um, yeah. Shin, Shin who, is, who has like a, a big yellow turban. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like, it's interesting. Like I always like in games where they suggest, uh, lands that you're not going to actually visit. Yeah. So it suggests a bigger world than, than you're actually in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, you go and you enroll in the, in the, in the school, which is haunted by a ghost. Yeah. Yeah. In a weird, like, I was just like, oh, come on. Like I, I, I didn't think it was going to be a zag because we dealt with that, um, neck Lord nonsense before. I'm like, okay, here's a fun little diversion to fight a ghost, but it doesn't actually turn out to be the case. No, it doesn't. I was really worried because this, this was like kind of teetering on the edge of turning into like anime high school. Yeah. It's a, it's a weird chapter. Like, I kind of like it, except that, like, we talked about this in the last one, and one of the flaws of this game, like, I really like this game on the balance, but, like, one of the flaws is the flagging, which we talked about, and here it's, like, it's really hard to know where you have to go or what you have to do to get the next thing to happen. Yeah. Like, usually it's go to bed, <laughs> and characters are constantly telling you to go to bed, but, like, or, like the very first thing in the game, if you don't go to bed, you get a cool, like extra scene and stuff so like i'm always resisting going to bed like uh-huh. you, you know, i do what i want you tell me what to do baby's kids and then go and, <laughs> and and check out the town and then just like okay i'm gonna check all the areas to see if i get a scene uh-huh. i don't okay now i'll go to bed and that happens like 10 times in this chapter like you sleep for like 10 days for you know 70 lines of dialogue to happen yeah it's really crazy and what's crazy is they'll tell you oh grab go, go uh, grab a bite to eat there's no place to eat you just have to go to bed and it's implied <laughs> yeah you're just fed intravenous yeah <laughs> like you, you're just taking a bath in in liquid soilant yeah nutra soak yeah <laughs> you know you can just you just get space animals coming to you at night feeding you dream fruit yeah. like <laughs> I, like do that but just i appreciate the effort toward world building because you know that's something the game does really really well but like that like th- that becomes so pervasive especially in the second half that it's a that it's a real serious pacing issue yeah yeah, like the, the, some of these things can happen. It's just, it's very weird. Like where they decided to make a new day doesn't like, there's no reason for it. No. Like the, like you spend about, like I probably, you spend like a week here in, in, in game time mm-hmm. and there's no reason this couldn't have happened over the course of like two days. Right. <laughs> like whatsoever. It's so weird. Or even from just like a compression or, you know, editing kind of standpoint, you don't have to be like, okay, manually go to bed. It's the, uh, it's the David Cage's stairs problem, right? Yeah, yeah, Like, don't, you know, you don't have to show them going up and down the stairs the full way. Like, have it be a scene fade or a cross dissolve or like a, or like a little thing. Because so many of these things, not just here, but throughout, would have been better presented as scene after scene after scene. Right. And I think that like, they, I mean, I understand, you know, that would have broke a little bit of like POV. Because that hasn't happened before. Yeah. Um, so which is why I think it would have been fine just to have like what, you know, two days total. Right. Like nothing is time sensitive as to like you're supposed to get the sense of an escalating uh, pressure they're putting on the city. But they spent did a lot of work showing that that was that already started right. before you got there. So you could get there with things a little bit hotter rather than having things go from like normal college town to bribing the regular you know people to turning her in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this so, is also like, or, or go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, this is also where uh, uh, the game does a lot of um, kind of goofy comedy. 
mm-hmm. which like I think that this game generally does comedy fairly well, but it comes down to that pacing thing again, yeah. where like the game is so uh, intriguing, you know, that like I found myself resenting some of the the digressions, even though I know that the idea is that like, oh, you need a break from all this political tension. Yeah. I was like, well, no, you know, like there's a, you've done a really good job of building up the sense of urgency. Like, let me feel it and express it. Yeah. You like know? the 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 whole Nina thing. You know, Nina's this little girl who has a who has a straight up schoolgirl crush on Flick, and yeah. you know she's chasing her around, and that dovetails kind of nicely with the ghost subplot. <laughs> Spoiler: the ghost is just Shin <laughs> running around yeah. at night, uh, and then it's also Flick because he's chasing after Shin. So there are two good 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 ghosts. Um, right. And Nina's kind of following her, following her around. It's like that's that's neat, but like do it once and have it just be like as I'm running around the headquarter castle, like it, just a, like a little say. scene pop up every once in a while of Flick just trying like crazy to avoid her. That's where that's where I want that stuff. Is yeah. like you have this rhythm in this game where it's like okay, I'm going to do side stuff. I'm going to work on my castle. I'm going to recruit people. I'm going to pursue the main plot, and I want to have those little character parts coincide with when I'm having downtime. Yeah. Like we're gonna we're gonna recruit Nina, introduce her as that as her character, but don't belabor the point quite as much as as they did. Mm-hmm. I guess like it was it was charming. Like it's not bad content. Right. It's just I wanted to like I'm like shit. The mayor's in danger. Like <laughs> there's soldiers everywhere. <laughs> you know, we're at war. Luca Blight's an asshole. Like I just I wanted to, you know, to go yeah. to go get some. Uh huh. Want to go take care of. Some- <laughs> Some business. <laughs> Take care of some business. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, and I guess I guess that over the course of this back half, especially as the castle evolved, I was kind of hoping that it would turn into like, oh, the Normandy from Mass Effect or, you know, camp from, you know, just like any of those kind of Bioware things, because that's like one of the cool things about those is you have this place where you can just chill and get to know your characters better, which is something that happens you can do, except this kind of leaking out seems like a missed opportunity where they could have brought more detail into that in a place where it was more appropriate outside of the main drive of the plot. You know what I wanted like more than anything? And and I played this game before, and I knew it wasn't going to happen. But I, the first time I played it, I didn't know enough to wish for it. Mm-hmm. Was I wanted your castle to get attacked, and you had to do that as like a level. So you'd spend all this time using that as like your base. Oh yeah. And then actually have it like oh like you know I took the time to get an elevator, so now I can get up to this area quicker and yeah have those kind of things actually you know impact. Mm-hmm. That, that would have been a really cool integration of the two concepts. Turn it into a Home Alone game. Totally. Yeah. Like almost, you know, just like, I know this place better than you. Like we are outnumbered, mm-hmm. but you know, like maybe have your army away and, and you're there with like a skeleton crew. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. I don't, so, okay. So the only reason I laugh is uh, if you'll remember from last episode, my, my, my army is the skeleton army. So skeleton oh, yeah. crew, that just kind of made me oh, laugh yeah. and a joke that was made only for me and not a joke you even <laughs> intended to say. Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's the skeleton army is a, that's a good joke. Yeah, good joke, bud. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it, it, um, feels, it feels kind of goofy to be given like design pointers to people who made this massive and crazy intricate oh, game. Oh yeah, like I'm, it's a, like when, the fact. when I say it's not a design pointer, it's more like that would have been neat. Yeah, like yeah. I, I would have liked that, but I also like what's on the page too. Yeah. Other than these couple like little, you know, niggling issues that like mm-hmm. are ultimately not game killing or anything like that they're just like a little bit frustrating in hindsight but uh you know you get back on the critical path here and the the, the, that escalation kind of comes to you know comes to the fore when when, like rouge shows up and when you know eventually jowie comes in yeah it's kind of like you have the you have the option to either like confront him and say dude what the hell or run away and i said dude what the hell because i'm not acting with any kind of like self-preservation if there is an sense of urgency yeah like like yeah hey here's a general from the army like i want to you know (laughs) 
Yeah. I can I can I can fight soldiers. I've been doing it a lot. <laughs> So. Uh, but when you meet Teresa, she's kind of broken because, you know, the story of this siege, it was bloodless. It was, yeah. it was you know, they, they, they turned it by just starving them out. They, they, they you know, they, they, put up a, they put up a siege and eventually all of them turned against each other. And Teresa's upset because she wasn't able to keep that from happening. Well, more, more than just that, they gave them uh, their soldiers back. Oh. So, like, they doubled the number of people they had to feed and <laughs> then did a siege. Okay. Like, it was really, really... You know, it's a really awesome detail and really cold Machiavellian shit. Like mm-hmm. they gave them their their you know POWs and their refugees from use as soldiers, and they were armed and everything. They had their swords, mm-hmm. and then they uh, they did the siege, which created this this food shortage because they knew that the soldiers would turn against the people. Yeah, and and that's what she she couldn't prevent. So it was it wasn't quite bloodless, like. People died, but they just killed each other. And this is this is a wonderful, you know, you start seeing this contrast between Jawi as a leader and Luca as a leader. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of realize, oh, both of them are bad for just different reasons. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. So it's 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 pretty it's pretty great. And there's this kind of emotional showdown, uh, you know, with Jawi and Nanami, um, where Jawi just straight up says, like, hey, you need to run away because my plans are for the best. And you guys are in real danger here. Right. You need to quit. Like, I do not want to be against you. But neither, you know, neither character can quit. And the the veneer the game puts over it is this idea of this kind of weak sauce idea of destiny. <laughs> but really, like, you know, thematically and more, you know, strongly, it's that, that escalation of conflict. Right. That's, you know, impossible to back down. And, and these things are bigger than both characters. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. And kind of the other Games of Thronesian um turn is that after this Jowie asked for uh, Julia Blight's hand in marriage like, yeah. he just straight up knowing he could be beheaded <laughs> goes to Luca and is all like hey uh, can I do this and the response is you've got balls which yep. hey, I respect you buddy yeah ex- exactly like I like that yeah um, the uh, yeah and uh, eventually you get um, like you get chased out of here with uh, with Teresa like yeah. you make it out correct yeah yeah. Yeah. And um, something that has, you know, kind of been happening a little bit behind the scenes, but is, you know, more apparent in these later massive battles is that, you know, you're you are recruiting these people who are not directly combat, uh, but actually act as generals. And I believe that Teresa is one of them. Yeah, she, she's a strat- or a general or a strategist. Um, uh, one or the other. A general. Strategists yeah. are it's, it's kind of like an anime school for kids who do crosswords. Strategists are a different thing. OK. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, it should be noted here too. Like this is this was a frustrating thing to me is that like um, in the school, um, where one of the, a cool thing that was across the frustrating thing, the college here just teaches people how to work in a JRPG rule world. <laughs> like they teach them to be appraisers, uh-huh. rune smiths, and blacksmiths, which are the three kinds of stores mm-hmm. that you need an education for apparently. Yeah. And if you want to run an item store and in. Don't need an education for that. Um, you just go to like the trade school. I don't know. The other, just got some know, beds. Yeah, yeah. It's just well, I built it myself. It doesn't conform to standard sizes, but you know, it's, it's soft enough. The uh, but like I, I at this point, I really needed to upgrade my weapons. Like I was using new characters because I had to go, you know, teen girl squad, and uh, and there eventually a, a blacksmith does show up, but not until like the very last moment where you're trying to run with flick. Mm-hmm. And then there's a blacksmith there. So I'm like, I wasn't going to check. And I'm like, oh, I'll go check. And then there's a blacksmith there. It's like yeah. a knight or something. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> like, why couldn't this have just been there before? It wouldn't have heard anything. Even why worse. Why are you hiding this thing I need? 
even worse than that, like once you accept the quest, like, hey, put together a, a ragtag group of kids, the Wolverines, and yeah. go do this thing. <laughs> like you're locked out from recruiting people. You're locked oh, out yeah. from uh, even going to the blacksmith in uh, Couscous. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, you're, you're in school. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. Trying to free Green Hill and failing opens up a couple of other recruitment quests. I, I kind of, when I put the outline together, Gary, I decided not to pepper those through. And instead, like before we do the final march, like let's talk about some of our favorite recruitments. Okay. Yeah. That works. Uh, but there are two specifically that are kind of like longer drawn out quests that happen at specific times in the game. Mm-hmm. So do you want to talk about Tengar and Hicks? Sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I hate this. Like I was really <laughs> mad at this. Um, they are characters from Suikoden 1. I think so. They're oh. a little bit like fan servicey there. Um, I don't think I, I know that they're, um, but it is just a very, very long transparent fetch quest yeah. that has that kind of goofy humor to it. That again, like just really contrasted with that sense of urgency in me. Yeah. So kind of the, 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 the trick to this or the, the, the humor to it is uh, I forget which is the lady and which is the dude, but one of them, uh, the guy uh, is on a quest from his village to prove his manhood so he can marry I think mm-hmm. Hicks is the dude and Tengar is the lady. Um, mm-hmm. and, but how would I know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, they're at uh, the, the kobold town. And uh, the, the the leader of the kobolds is like, okay, we're going to help you out. So he makes up, like, go find this red rose, this green bell, this blue cup or whatever. And he sends yeah. people out to, like, plant those. Cool idea, except traveling in this game is kind of a bear. And he sends them out to dungeons you've already cleared. Yes. Like, just put them in, like, make a unique dungeon. Like, that's what I was expecting. Like, I'm going to go to this forest, and there's going to be these three items there. Yeah. That's fine. I don't need to go back to these dungeons. And you don't have to go deep into them or anything. So, like, the part that's a pain in the ass is not navigating the dungeon. It's just, like, getting to it and walking 20 feet into the sewer or (laughs) the cave of wind or whatever. Yeah. So, and they they give you the travel. Like, I wanted an airship so bad at this point. (laughs) And they give you your travel convenience, like, pretty late in this game. They do. Yeah. Like, and I think that's, you know, that was genuinely a little bit frustrating, like, just having to walk everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But you do get to fight a unicorn. Yeah. Yeah. He says something really (laughs) funny that I can't remember because it was a little ways ago. But he says something like he's testing you Uh um, when he he first shows up. Like, he says something like... um, you know, would, like he wants to, he's going to, you're going to sacrifice the maiden or something like that. I can't oh, remember what it is. He's like, and, he's like, are you a maiden? Brr? Yeah. Yeah. Something yeah, yeah. like that. And then, and then, and then you, you fight him. Yeah. So mm-hmm. cool unicorn fight. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a flash game on, on like new grounds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Adult swims, cool unicorn fight. Oh man. So you get these two people and then they promptly chill out around uh, bubbles castle forever. Yeah. Um, they're not, they're not bad characters i just no. didn't use them yeah i pretty much my, my party was solidified at this point yeah not not me i ended up getting uh the next group of recruits mm, yeah. you have and one of those characters is a beast mm. so so kind of the next step uh because green hill is now out of the picture for right now is to uh head to matilda Mm-hmm. Which is a good book and an okay movie. Yeah, and a, a reasonably tolerable Tom Waits song. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, so you head along this this forest path, and then uh, Vicky shows up. <laughs> I like Vicky. I, I like Vicky too. It is it is really goofy though. It's like they knew we were just complaining about getting away, we were getting around. <laughs> so they throw us this kind of this bone. <laughs> it's like really double sided bone. Yeah. So you can teleport uh, teleport. 
two places, but not back or vice versa. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. No. So you, so you can, you can teleport two places. So Vicky is, uh, she shows up in all five Suikoden games for my research and she's mm-hmm. kind of a, forgive the word, but it's the only one I can think of ditzy mage mm-hmm. who specializes in blink. So like blink from X-Men, <laughs> she teleports, <laughs> but mostly at random. Her epilogue is one of my favorites at the end of the game. Um, like she, she drank, she, she drank, uh, too much wine and then just disappeared. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's dark. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. She, it's, it's okay. Cause she just disappeared to sweep it in three. Right. Like she disappeared through time and ended up doing the prequel with five and stuff. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Or terakesis. <laughs> terakesis. Uh, what? Uh, sweep it in or terakesis or something like that. It's some, some guiding yeah. game. Okay. But, yeah. But uh, the, the, the funniest thing about her and the thing that's really a big kind of fuck you is, you know, she, she sets up at your castle and when you use her, there's like a random possibility that she will just send you to the wrong place, <laughs> which this happened to me. She sent me to Toto Village and I had to uh, like circumnavigate the entire lake in order to get back to my castle. Yeah. Yeah. And like, again, not that big a deal when they give you the other half of the airship right? later on. But at this point, it's just this one way thing. It, yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, you're headed to Matilda, which is this really martial kind of kingdom uh, filled yeah, the with knights. knights. They're the knightdom, right? Yeah. And so they're kind of your last hope uh, set up in the not at all ominous sounding rock axe castle. Mm-hmm. Rock, yeah. It's a rock axe castle. And we meet uh, Lord Gerudo, who we've seen before. Um, he yeah. was at that meeting at the at the. Uh, uh, Muse. Yeah, Jasmine Hill. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Who is a dickhead then and is a dickhead now. <laughs> Ultra dick. Yeah. He's 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 one of the worst characters in the game. Yeah. He's a real piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh he pretty much rejects you outright because you're just a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and your big idea is to sleep on it and ask him tomorrow. <laughs> um and when you go to sleep, Lecknot, the uh the plot mage comes and tells you that you're doing good <laughs> like <laughs> just pass you a note that just says like hey, doing buddy, great you're doing, feeling fine <laughs> you're doing <laughs> feeling fine <laughs> like, <laughs> oh man okay so now i want to write like a twine game about a plot mage <laughs> <laughs> who, who is just who was dropped into a situation and just has that kind, that's kind of what you are in like choose your adventure things you're a plot mage yeah. right yeah and you're just like you know Feeling fine or don't go in that cave. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so it's up to you to like usher a bunch of like individual people on their way in order to tell the most interesting story possible. It's a good idea for a twine game. <laughs> yeah. Trust the ants. No, <laughs> nobody steal that. Freeze the honey. Trust. The, I don't get it. What? Uh, like a lot. I feel like I, for some reason I associate choose your own adventures with dealing with giant ants. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it only happened once or twice or maybe like six or seven times out of a hundred books. But... book. Hey, I think it's like 6% of the Choose Your Own Adventure books deal with giant ants. So. <laughs> oh, all of those are written by avid picnic enthusiasts. Avid ants. Avid. All of them are written by Adam Ant. <laughs> or, or, or by Adam and the ants. Yeah. 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 They did the soundtrack for the movie version. Mm. Uh, so, uh, but really, you don't really have any recourse with him. He uh, remains uh, intransigent. Mm-hmm. And so uh, th- there are some cool people in the nightdom. Uh, what's his name? Miklatov. Yeah. Yeah. And, which gave that. I was like, oh, is this this whole area is is the, the Russian, like the Soviet area? Yeah. Yeah. This is whether, whether that was what they're going for. Mm-hmm. But not sure if that's true. Yeah. Either way. Um, so I, I forget. Do you remember why you go to Muse after this point? Yeah. So the um, the uh, the Highland Army is chasing down. Um, oh right 
yeah, chasing down refugees. <laughs> and uh, you do this like little battle scene. You know, they go out there where, like, and Gerudo just is like, well, you know, we're, they're not going to hurt us. We're just going to guard the gate. And if any soldiers or refugees try to get in, uh, murder them. Right. And this uh, tests uh, Miklatov's loyalty. So Miklatov is going in order to, and then I don't actually know. <laughs> yeah, I forgot he, that part. He might actually be sneaking to try and help the refugees because Miklatov recognizes that Gerudo's a dick. Yeah, he. This is that was the turning point for him. Yeah. So I remember that, and he has like a secret mission, and and Camus, his buddy, is kind of a little bit more, you know, moderate. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, he tells you to protect uh, Miklatov, and uh, and head out with him on like a secret night mission. Yeah. And so you go to Muse, and you see one of the more baffling sights in the game. Yeah, yeah, Muse. It's real crazy. Like this is what. It, it's it's teetering right on the edge of being like going into dumb Final Fantasy cosmic yeah. territory, but it doesn't quite get there. You know, mm-hmm. it still stays grounded throughout the whole game in like a pleasant way. But like this, I was just like, huh? Yeah. I mean, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Like up until now, it's just kind of dabbled in a light mysticism. Yeah. You know, mostly happening from space animals feeding you dream fruit. Um, but like here, you just see this gigantic hologram wolf. Uh, jump out of Muse like a trapper keeper. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The 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 uh, the Ed Hardy thing of, <laughs> of Muse, and everyone in Muse is is dead. Yeah, it's a ghost. Has town. Been, yeah, it's a ghost town. It's been sacrificed or something like that. Yeah. Well, definitely, it has been yeah. sacrificed, and like it's it's alluded to. I, I think I think that Luca is up on Jouston Hill or something like that, but uh, alluding to the idea that he needs the blood and souls of a hundred people in order to yeah. complete this rite, and so. This I, I couldn't remember if the characters knew that at this point. Like, yeah. I knew that they did get sacrificed, but I couldn't remember if that yeah. was a reveal from later or not. I, it might be knowledge that the player has, but not the characters, because there definitely is a scene, because I remember being baffled at that. Mm-hmm. Because we haven't been introduced to the Beast Rune yet, but that, yeah. that, that that's what this is. Right. Yeah. So this pretty much is, you know, the breaking point even further for both Miklatov and Camus. Um, mm-hmm. And so... They grab a bunch of knights and they leave under cover of night. Yeah, they do a really awesome like defecting scene where they yeah. rip off their badges. Yeah, and then uh, you know he's like, you, you arrest this man, and then they <laughs> take off their badge. He's like, not you too, and then he already takes off his badge, and yeah. everyone's getting off. But they gather a sizable force for your army. Like this is a big deal. Yeah, yeah, um, that they're um, able to do this. Speaking to that to that badge ripping off scene, the sprite acting in this is amazing. Yeah. Like it it really comes to the fore in kind of the climax of the game. But even here, like you can see kind of the love and care that they put into doing all of these kind of subtle motions in engine. Yeah. You know, it's, it's wonderful. And there's going to, there's a really dramatic scene coming up not too, too long from here that has a lot of that in it. Yeah. But yeah, they do a great job of that. Mm -hmm. Come a long way since like final fantasy six, where like (laughs) the characters emotions are wag their finger (laughs) <laughs> or that's it it's you know, like a character is either wagging their finger or not doing anything yeah expresses a full range of emotions from uh 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 to oh yeah. hell no yeah <laughs> either do it's it's no you didn't or i'm about to die like crouching down those are the two emotions they have in final fantasy 6 yeah. which they used to good effect i remember in our episode we talked about that yeah it's it but i mean this is just such a big difference yeah. over that yeah and you don't expect like with sprite kind of thing because those are harder to animate like you don't expect mm-hmm. as much yeah and uh, I was really pleased that they did it. Comparing this to his contemporary, like, you know, Final Fantasy VIII, which just had to move polygons around, right? Right. Right, right, right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's a, do you want to talk about Futch and Humphrey? Yeah. 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 This is kind of a meaty side quest. Yeah, yeah. Um, where you had this, and I want to know more about this whole mythology, and I never, Me too. I mean, it might have been there, but I never got it. 
I, so um, am I to understand that Harmonia has dragon knights? Is it is it Harmonia? Do they belong to? I thought Harmonia was like the weird mystics, like mystic city to the north based on yeah. the um, the girl who is like Lucia, mm-hmm. who's the knight from Harmonia. So I thought that was supposed to be like the, the kind of, um, you know, uh, uh, Gulf Coast yeah. consortium like analog in this world. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not exactly sure, but like this is pretty cool. Like I like Dragon Knights. That is yeah. that 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 is an interesting idea in fantasy. And up until this point, we haven't really seen any dragons. So right. it's just a lot of story that doesn't really go anywhere. Yeah, or and I kept thinking like maybe it would if I spent some more time investigating, but I just never never found it. And maybe it's in one of the sequels or something. But yeah. essentially you help out uh, this this kid Futch, who used to be a Dragon Knight. There's this whole implied story. He used to be a Dragon Knight and his dragon uh, died. And he has a friend who thinks he can still find a dragon and you go up to a uh, a mountain yeah. trying to uh, with with his uh, his big brother or bodyguard or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Humphrey, who is a fucking beast. <laughs> like as soon as I got Humphrey, he was in my party. Like he's got a really awesome rune. It does uh, double damage as long as you let him attack last. Oh. And near the end of the game, as long as I was, you know, since I was just kind of tap, 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 get through this battle, get through this battle, it was really <laughs> useful to know when the last attack was, to know when I had to pay attention again. <laughs> um, so he was like a nice marker for that, but it's also just a really powerful rune. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I never ended up using either of them. Um, short range characters, I was usually done up on those, mm-hmm. uh, but I use Futch a little bit because I like Lancers. Yeah, Futch is good. Yeah. 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 My my front range, I flick Victor and, and Humphrey were my front range. Mm, yeah. My short range characters. Yeah. I had uh Ulan and uh I forget the others. Damn it. Eventually it was like Pesmerga. But mm-hmm. yeah. Uh so that's a pretty neat little quest. And you know, that like that does speak to the world building that, you know, either they are advertently or inadvertently hinting at things that whole other games could be about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it also, it's not quite as like goofy and it doesn't feel quite as aggressive. Right. You know, like there's a little bit of a sense of urgency to it. Mm-hmm. And it really hammers home, you know, that we're just talking about one particular region here. Like this is, this is just a tiny part of the world. At no right. point do you see, you know, what all this stuff is. So, you know, the idea that these are out there and having like an indirect influence on the happenings uh, in this one little uh, region, that is interesting world building to me. Mm-hmm. So you've grabbed Highland's attention by doing all this. Right, and they're going to try to stomp you out. Yeah, and uh, you have to defend your base, but um, some kind of, you know, the uh, the kobolds are put on the front line, and uh, Ridley, the general, you know, in the very beginning thing, he's like, "Why are kobolds?" He says in some kind of like it's mistranslated <laughs> to make him sound like Hulk speak. And he's like, "Why are kobolds on front line?" <laughs> and uh, and your your strategist Shu, just like you know, don't question me because. <laughs> You know, so so many problems would be solved if you'd allow people to question them, <laughs> and uh, and he orders a retreat, leaving you with, you know, with with really just kind of missing his unit. Like Ridley's unit is good, mm-hmm. the regular Kobold unit's kind of shit. Right. So. Yeah, and it doesn't matter if they live or die. Yeah, that's the, that, yeah. that always bothered me about this. It's like you're waging battles with tens of thousands of people, and then it just goes on. And yeah, it doesn't have to be like war, me- man. It's war. It doesn't have to be like Metal Gear. Like you know, what does war do to a man? But. <laughs> It's just so like lighthearted and funny outside of that. And just the way that they treat the strategists, like all of them know each other. Again, it's like an anime about a high school where kids do competitive crosswords. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. The, the way they, they do the strategy, strategists, I really like because yeah. they, there's a lot of just like 
cold ass shit. And the the climax for Shu's character, I really like. Mm-hmm. Oh, Even yeah. though, like, there's a part like we're coming up on the stretch of the game where it starts feeling like Shu's story rather than yours. Yeah, like you're just like I'm just gonna do everything this guy says, and that's mm-hmm. that's the game. But, I like uh, Shu the way his character goes. Good. Yeah, uh, I like I like Shu a lot. I didn't mean to interrupt yeah. you with that, but oh, that's okay. <laughs> it's important. <laughs> it's <laughs> to it make sure it. everybody knew. <laughs> for the record, watch out for Fireball's pro shoe. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, some would call him Goody Goody Two Shoe. <laughs> some like Adam Ant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So there's some weird intercutting here that I don't quite understand because they're implying that Luca can be in several different places. <laughs> yeah. Because ja- like there, there's Javi's nighting scene as well. Is Luca even, a, but is he at the battle with Rat at Town? I thought. Um... Maybe it was uh, it was those, the, the strategist and the father son team. Maybe uh, I remember at some point, you know, during the next massive battle, it says, "Oh, on on order of Luca Blight, we need to abandon you." Oh, okay, something. Yeah, like maybe that. he's just he's sending like carrier pigeons or something yeah, like that. Yeah, or he had standing orders like, if this happens, mm. get out of here. Yeah, yeah. So you get to see this awesome scene where uh, the king of Highland dies mm-hmm. because yeah. because uh, Luca has been feeding. <laughs> feeding Jowie t- uh, poison uh, so that uh, he could poison the blood. Yeah. And this is, this was Jowie's plan. Like mm-hmm. early on when he first asked to marry uh, Julia, he said like, there's a part where he like whispers in his ear or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then, and then Luca's like, Oh yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And you have to drink an entire cup of blood to become a knight <laughs> in, uh, in, in Highland. Uh-huh. It's enough to make me side with the state already. <laughs> yeah. like, side with or against it. Yeah, I'm against the drinking a cup of blood. <laughs> oh, it gives all of your recommended daily amount of blood. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I, I, I generally keep all of my, like a hundred percent of my blood. Yeah? yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't keep like a little bottle, just in case. There's, there's an artist. I'm sure I brought this up before, and it's shown up in extra soap. I'm gonna say it again. There's an artist who made a sculpture of his head out of frozen, his own frozen blood. Oh Jesus. Like I had this like little art book that was like modern art and it just had like a page for all these artists. And this guy was like drained, you know, as much blood was safe to drain once a week for like a year and then made a mold of his head out of blood and froze it. So there he had like a blood golem bust <laughs> of his face. Is it metal? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. It is. <laughs> yeah. is it art? Um, also art. <laughs> it's not a video yeah. game, so it's not art. Yeah. <laughs> Am I right? <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. We're recording this at a weird time. It is a weird time in our individual days and <laughs> the world at large. Yeah, pretty much. Ah, <sighs> man. Yeah. So after uh, after the king is dead, and uh, uh, now it's not Prince Luca Blight anymore, it's King Luca Blight. Yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> There's another battle uh, where it turns out that the whole uh, uh, kobold racism thing was a ploy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And uh, the kobolds show up, and again, if I were that general, I'd be like, all right, well, let me just send in any of my troops to rank these like six, you know, six slash seven scrubs. Like, dog people. Yeah. They, they just like cute little baby dogs that have <laughs> terrible stats. But uh, it's enough to make Raud retreat. Yeah. And uh, he abandons Kiba, who mm-hmm. is the, the general who was there. And he says it's on Luca's orders. Yeah. And uh, you have the opportunity to behead Kiba, but you could also accept him as a general instead. And it turns out to be a much better idea. Yes. Yeah. I, I never tried to behead him. So this might be one of those areas where it's uh, forced. Yeah, like, but thou must. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like yeah. you know, Nanami comes and says, "No, you can't." <laughs> Blood. <laughs> no, you can't. Blood. This train keeps rolling. There's <laughs> yeah, no. uh, gallons of methylamine. 
so, uh, so you, you figure out that you need to actually start reaching out to some of these lands that we've been hinting at. Mm-hmm. You know, like you you pretty much everybody you can get you got in this area. So you need to actually start going to these other lands, um, starting with the Torin Republic mm-hmm. is where you're headed. Yeah, not related to World of Warcraft. Mm. No, thank God. So you have to take a raft to get down there, and you go through this tiny little fishing village and through a forest that's way too long. Oh, yeah. yeah. No real plot to this aside from, uh, I guess, Sheena, who I could have sworn was a lady. <laughs> you can you just just trust your eyes. Yeah. Don't trust the names. Yeah. Except in the case of Clive. Yeah. <laughs> like, just trust your na- names. Don't trust your eyes, except in the case of Sheena and Clive. Like you just have to find like a a nice mnemonic rhyme yeah, like, for it. Just a nice little heuristic. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> but uh, you know, th- this enters the portion, uh, I guess, of the story. You know, like from a broader sense, where you're powerful enough that like people are coming to you for help. Like Sheena is right. actually here. You know, saying like, "Hey, you might want to come see us because there might be something up." Right. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, so you get there, you eventually get there. And what I, the thing I like about this whole area mm-hmm. is that, like, these people are not presented as, like, oh, these guys are going to fucking betray me or do something terrible. But, like, oh, this guy just actually listens to reason <laughs> and supports you. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, like, I've heard of Luca Blight. He's bad news. I've seen what your army has done. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to plot betray you or plot, you know, make you prove yourself by going to a dungeon or anything. Mm-hmm. You know, here, have one of my generals, and then, uh, you know, here's a powerful artifact, and we're on your side. Yeah. You know, it's pretty great. Like, I, I like that as, like, a concrete demonstration of the growth of political power you get in this game, which doesn't really happen in games very often. Right. Like, you gain narrative power as well as uh, mechanical power. Mm-hmm. And there's some backstory to this, too, because the Torin Republic is actually the remains of the Scarlet Moon Empire from the first game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is almost like a bridge building kind of exercise on this king's part, right? Yeah. 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 And and just kind of showing that, you know, times change. Like these lines that we divide countries by are pretty meaningless. Right. You know, it's just about killing maniacs. Mm-hmm. So did uh <laughs> it's just <laughs> sorry. Yeah, everybody just pictured that kill like... Hitler. Like it's not, <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter if they were your allies before. I just pictured that like embossed <laughs> above a door in the state house. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just about killing maniacs. <laughs> oh man um i love that their town is called gregminster <laughs> <laughs> hello <laughs> why is it so funny when you just say hello like that? it's the voice of gregminster <laughs> it's the voice of corn sarnet <laughs> yeah it's a listen i've only got two voices i can do <laughs> Normal Gary voice, and then Greg Minster slash Corn Sarnet. If you okay, so if you're listening to this and you didn't listen to the Easter egg, each episode has Easter eggs, by the way. Uh, the yeah, Easter that's how we trick you into listening to our admin stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, go listen to the previous one um, because uh, it's a. Uh, I think it's the start of something big. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Whew, did you take um, Kasumi or Valoria? I took uh, Valoria. I took Kasumi. because of the the Pixie song. Oh, which yeah. is not spelled the same way, but I just was like, okay, I'll take you. <laughs> yeah. um, I didn't want another immediate, like I wanted, um, I think at the time, like it was still when I wasn't being able to keep uh, Victor or Flick all the time. So I needed another short range fighter. Oh yeah. Um, and Valoria is like a, just a knight. And she has a really powerful rune too. Um, I'm trying, I think hers, it gives her a small chance to miss, but does double damage. Mm. Like she has a really good unique rune. Yeah. 
I chose Kasumi, but I never ended up using her in a fight except when I needed to uh, use her for other recruitings. She's like a ninja, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and you, you need her to get, uh, oh gosh, um, Mondo and Sasuke. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then, uh, you get, she, he gives you a blinking mirror, mm-hmm. which is the, which takes you back home, which is huge. Yeah. So now like you can teleport home. It's still a little bit cumbersome. Like, you know, I'd like to be able to just teleport directly to towns, but yeah. you can teleport home and have Vicky teleport you somewhere. Yeah. Um, it's frustrating, especially on this leg, because there's no world map. Like when you get to the edge of the Torian Republic, you have to be um, escorted. So they're like they don't extend the world map to show that you have to be on the world map to to you know to warp anywhere, and you can only warp to Banner Village. So if you ever want to get back to Gregminster, right? Um, Hello. Hello. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> that, that, I was uh, swallowing when you first said that. That's all right. So, <laughs> but I'm glad you picked it up. Uh, it's cool. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, then you have to go back through this whole this whole pass with its many many ladders and its worm boss. Yeah, which is which is why I you know kind of didn't do it. Like I I understand. Like I'm glad that you got all the recruited all the stars. But when I was like I'm probably strong enough to beat the game, I just decided to go for it. Right. Yeah. But, there are, uh, there are yeah. like three people you have to get in Gregminster. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> um, and then the, the the worm boss is is a pretty much a non boss. Like, yeah, we don't get to concept bosses until the end of the game, really. <laughs> right. Uh, the very uh, last boss has a concept. That's and a the hu- first boss, and that's it. It's a huge swing and a miss. I feel like I, I, you know, bosses tend to be one of one of my favorite parts of JRPGs, and just to have that piece be so small and kind of like rattling around and not really touching any yeah. other piece of it, it, it just it's it's a little bit of a bummer to me. Yeah. They're, they're slightly harder, but they all have, like, the same, like, I have one attack that attacks everybody. I can attack twice per round. You know, I have one high damage attack that attacks one person. They're all essentially the same. Yeah. There's no, like, elemental rock, paper, scissorsing to really be taken, you know, take advantage of or anything like that. Mm-hmm. There's not very much depth to the boss fights. Right. In this game. <clears throat> There's a lot of depth to, like, how you build your characters. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, like, it, whenever I was fighting a boss, it's just like, well, spam your best things. Right. Like, you know, use your best spells and use your best runes and stay and- healed. And hopefully you kill them by the time you're out of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that I mean, just like to, to me, that took a lot of the meaning out of the customization, out of customizing my own guys. Yeah. Uh, was was that I wasn't customizing them against anything other than kind of bigger numbers, which is right. which is fine because ultimately that's not really what the game is about. But it is, you know, you do spend a lot of time in it. Agreed. Yeah. Like it's it's a weird like it kind of shores up that weakness by having the complexity of the massive battles and mm-hmm. doing those party compositions. Yeah. And that's huge. Yeah. Like that is a way to customize your your armies that I felt had a very deep and real impact. Like, oh, this guy can heal. I want to give him cavalry so he can get somewhere where he needs to be. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, this character has, you know, range, so I need to be able to get like he maybe doesn't need you know, cavalry, like things like that, like actually made a big difference to me. Right. Um, but the end on the individual level, not so much. So on your way out from, uh, from, from Greg Minster. Mm-hmm. Hello. Yeah. Goodbye. You, <laughs> 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 Thank you. <laughs> um, um, Apple and Ridley show up and, uh, yeah, shit's about to go down. Yep. Yeah. You have to, uh, you have to get back. Um, so you get there and there is a, uh, a massive battle yeah. going on right outside the castle. And uh, Ridley is fucked. Like, he was, you know, going to or from somewhere and got ambushed. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can you can rescue him here. It's a little story branching thing, like, if you do or you do not. Yeah. Um, I managed to rescue him. Um, but it's funny because I accidentally said, like, he thanks you for it later. This is skipping ahead a little bit, but I just remembered this. And I accidentally clicked, like, the first option. 
when he thanks me, which is like, on your life, you better not let this happen again. <laughs> or something that's really cruel and out of character. And he's just like, uh, yes, sir. And, just left. and I was like, oh, shit. I'm not going to reload to undo that, but that's funny. Yeah. I, I hate acting like a jerk. Because like, Ridley, aside from his initial kind of nationalism, is a solid bro and really useful. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a great unit. Yeah, like uh, yeah, he his uh his critical hit stuff seemed to fire for me. Yeah, with some with some regularity. Yeah, he was my uh, he was my enemy general Buster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, you have the option to save him, and I like how they use some of these massive battles as kind of storytelling devices. Mm-hmm. Um, like almost all of them. Yeah, like the, none of them are just fights. Right, right. But I mean, specifically this one, like it, it, it puts you in the position of like hopelessly trying to defend, you know, trying to rescue somebody in a situation that is increasingly, uh, you know, hopeless. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you feel the news kind of tightening around. And when there's the when you when you're given the option or the, you know, the, the directive from Shu, like, hey, you got to get out of there. Like you feel bad because I know that this is a game that branches to some degree, not as much as it kind of lets on or, you know, faints toward. It's kind of like, oh, man, like there, there's going to be a consequence for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it, gameplay is a way to get feeling across. Who knew? Yeah. Yeah. It is the, it is the, the golden and only rule like, <laughs> to making games. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, you either save him or you don't. Yeah. Um, regardless of the outcome, because the, the, it's not a game over or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you go back to the castle to rest. Somebody else tells you to go to sleep. Like That is the way that this is like a little kid simulator. <laughs> is it just like constantly adults telling you to go to sleep? Like, <laughs> senpai, restrict my sleep. Yeah. yeah senpai, may I sleep? Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, at this point, the castle had upgraded. And so yeah. they told me to go to sleep. And I didn't know where my bed was. That threw me too. Yeah. Like I just had to walk. I literally just searched the castle. <laughs> but they give you a nice tower bedroom now. Like I'm Lord Cole, damn it. I can just sleep in whatever bed I want. This yeah, is, I can sleep this on the my floor bed if I now. want. I'm going to sleep in the bath. Yeah, I can camp out in the living room. Yeah. Yeah, we can. We I'll can make a fort. We can fort within this fort. We can, Fortception. Watch, we can watch. We can watch Chevy Chase's funny farm and eat popcorn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, um, that's Lord Gary. Um, you find out uh, that after you wake up, that Luca Blight is attempting to take out a south window. Mm-hmm. And uh, use this as a, you know, you, you still don't have the army to take him out, but um, someone gives you a, uh, tips you off that he's going mm-hmm. to make a night raid after this right. on your, uh, on your castle. So, you know, he thinks you don't know about this and you're going to ambush him and actually take him out. Yeah. So again, you get one of those story-based uh, massive battles that's mostly a uh, that's mostly a cinematic of Kiba drawing him into this kind of valley of trees, right? This very narrow mm-hmm. path, and it opens up into one of my favorite scenes in any JRPG. Yeah, this is great. This whole sequence is wonderful. Yeah, like the the death of Luca Blight is just is really out there. Like it's really good. So, you know, like as this happens, you know, Chaco shows up and brings Ridley back and you're told to assemble three teams. Mm-hmm. So you had better have like 18 respectably uh, level people, but it doesn't matter a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't figure out exactly how much it mattered. And I had like enough people just because I had to do the all kid squad. And then so each team had or team had maybe like, you know, one kind of loser character. Mm-hmm. But I'd changed my mind enough to where like I had a lot of characters that were like, Level 23, mm-hmm. you know, like kind of okay levels. Yeah. 
So, yeah, by this point, I had enough like low thirties to, uh, to 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 be uh, com- you know competitive against it. Mm-hmm. And, and the way that it shakes out, like the, what leads me to believe that it matters, but not as much as you as you do. So you know, it's nighttime. Let me set the scene. It's raining. Awesome, badass. And he runs right into your trap, right? Mm-hmm. And so you you know get him there, and then Pete, you know your archers kind of fire on him. Okay. And this continues to happen until he's just a pincushion for arrows. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a three-stage battle. So one team fights him um, and his dudes. And, you know, like that that team can die. And for me, they did. But, like, if you do enough damage or your, or your guys die, he moves on to the next team. I fought all three damage. None of my teams died, but all three of my teams fought. Yeah. So I think if you just do enough damage. He, he, he moves on. Yeah, like, or I think if one of your guys dies, I feel like maybe one person in my my party died, and they're just like, we we can't handle it. I'm like, well, you guys are still doing okay. Yeah, but then they retreated. Yeah, yeah. And and so he's running around, you know, kind of like lit by torches and this amazingly composed, you know, set of like shots, which feels weird to say about an over the head, you know, RPG sprite based like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, the you know when he gets to the end of this thing, a very cool little bit is he finds the um, what is it the the necklace. The wooden necklace from the beginning of the game yeah. that Palika uh, was sent to, to find and picks it up, and uh, fireflies come out of it, which mm-hmm. mark him for archers. It's that, like, you know, don't light a cigarette because snipers will get you yeah. kind of thing. And then they, they shoot more arrows into him, right. setting up for the final battle. He's fucking, like, it's very uh, Rasputin Yeah. Like, how often this guy dies. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's it's great. Like, the music is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just the fact that it like, I don't know, there's there, there's something great about the, you know, the, the kind of the constricting of the scale, starting out yeah. with a bunch of massive battles like this is a campaign to kill one dude. And it's massive battle after massive battle, then down to a bunch of, you know, group battles. And then finally, like he's on death's door and it's a single duel between you and him. Yep. Yeah. And like you, it's it it's carried so well that you can ignore like why isn't anyone helping me? Why isn't anyone stabbing him in the back while this is happening? Right. Um, you know, because it's just it's just done really really well. Yeah. Yeah. And so I got him in one hit. I'm not sure if that's a, like a attacking Sephiroth at the end of Final Fantasy VII thing, but it happened for me and it was mm-hmm. badass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember if it was one hit if I one hit him or not. Like I like the scene a lot, but I can't remember how many hits it took. Yeah. And in his death uh, his death scene, he says more about pigs and. I forget the specifics of it, but it's really upsetting and disturbing, like most of his he's, stuff he is. Says, he says something like, you know, you've killed, you know, one person, you've killed me, but I've killed ten, you know, I've killed thousands. Right. Like, I am, you know, this is this real, like, I am murder incarnate mm-hmm. kind of thing, like, something to very close to that effect. Yeah. Yeah, and that is Luke of Blight. Yeah. Where and it was. it's really, like... It is really, I feel like, the climax of the game. Like, there's a lot of character stuff that still needs to happen. Like, we can't just let, you know, Jowie and, and the hero need to be resolved. Mm-hmm. But this felt like a very satisfying climax to the game. Yeah. You know, like, I would have been okay with a little bit less of this postscript, specifically this next little bit of postscript we're going to go into. Yeah. Um, but, like, this, it was just, it was very affecting. Mm-hmm. Like, very, very well done. Yeah. And it's, you know, it kind of leaves you with a vacuum of gold, right? Like yeah. th- th- this is this is really what's been wrong with Highland. In fact, before this, the pe- you know before him, the peace was tenuous, but it was there, and right. all this this entire conflict was his doing. But like the, the the machine is rolling. You know, we joked about it before, but the train this train doesn't stop. Right, at least not right away. Right, joey has got gallons of methylamine, and he <laughs> needs to. You know, he's why you know you have millions of dollars, mm-hmm. but are you gonna say no to more? Yep. Um, 
So Uncle Jowie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, more, more so than that, he marries Jillia and he becomes the new king. Yeah. 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 Because, uh, you know, he, you know, he is the person who tipped you off about this thing. Mm hmm. Like he is the one who told you about this night raid Um, because this is all part of his, his plan. It's this weird, like, you know, you think that evil can just be one man, but it's really this, this idea, you know, and it's really Mm -hmm. this kind of, uh, uh, you know, he wants to, wants the same thing. He just wants to try to do it in a humane way or a a more humane way. And it's still, still fucked up. Yeah. So this is kind of a plot point that comes up a lot. In, uh, you know, the games and things that we've covered, specifically, um, let's say, Final Fantasy Tactics and Berserk, right? Mm-hmm. Where, you know, you have, you know, the, the, the two buddies, one of whom goes off and is the hero and the other of whom is more politically savvy and tries to rise up through the ranks, right? Yeah, so, I, I had tons of some of uh, shades of Final Fantasy Tactics yeah. during this. Like, I'm like, oh, this is, you know, essentially like it's that story. Yeah. You know. And so, and so I'm wondering if I'm just not culturally, you know, like if that is like this, you know, cultural story that pops up in, you know, Japanese or Chinese literature, because I know they at one point they diverge from each other, why that is so common, um, you know, in, you know, media of this type. Yeah, I, I think that maybe what I don't think it's that uncommon of a story. Like, I think it's just kind of like a, you know, people being torn apart, like friends being torn apart by war. Mm-hmm. It just has that like it's a little bit elevated because of the medium. Yeah. You know, be it be it like a a manga or JRPG, like it's a little bit more melodramatic, so it seems maybe more um, kind of emblematic mm-hmm. than it is. Like it doesn't seem like that uncommon of a story. It's just it's being told in a real similar way multiple yeah. times over mm-hmm. with this heightened stake. Six. Yeah. yeah, but this could very easily be reskinned as a Berserk game. Is is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the Golden Age arc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so uh, after this, you get a uh, peace treaty. Like they say, hey, come to Jouston Hill, and um, peace is not an option. Yeah, yeah, not not remotely. Like this is a real intense kind of kind of scene here, um, where you you know you head there, mm-hmm. and uh, you eventually you know you do you do some kind of like going around at first, but when you get there, Jowie demands your unconditional surrender. You know, and more or less ambushes you right. at the place. Like it's a pretty low low tactic and unbeknownst to you uh shu sent victor behind you mm-hmm. with uh palika and uh you know uh Jowie is about to, to fuck shit up and betray you but mm-hmm. he unleashes palika yeah onto uh Jowie, knowing that Jowie can't murder you right in front of palika right and so that's a pretty cold tactic and shu mm-hmm. says i understand if you can't forgive me um, yeah yeah I, and- I for one was relieved <laughs> Like, I hate Plika. I've always hated Plika. <laughs> well, it's funny because for as much as we bagged on her, they actually, they, they use her so sparingly and almost always for pathos. Like, it was it was sad because she got her voice back. Like, the yeah. first thing that she's able to say again after, you know, these horrible things that have happened is Jowie. Right. right? So, you know, he very much, you know, like that that kind of weird paternal bond you know that i don't know why that's affecting to me but it but it is so at the very least even though even if she is being used as a you know as as a get out of jail free card or a get out of betrayal free card um in a way that you ought not use a child it at least moves the emotional story forward and shows that jowie is not a complete monster like this is you know a series of tests that he's going through about whether or not he's going to succumb to this right right 
It just, it just made me wish I had an entire army of plicas so I could just solve all the world's problems. <laughs> Why don't they make the entire army out of plica? <laughs> <laughs> Johnny won't kill the plicas. Why don't we just make plica armor? <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, it's it's you can move silently in it. <laughs> it isn't a... This week's episode is brought to you by DuckFeed.tv/store, where you can buy things. Yeah, uh, premium episodes and posters and stickers and magnets, music, anything that you might need other than food. Um, many forms of entertainment, shelter. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, if you have anything you'd like to see on there, let me know, and we can work on product development. Yeah, so. we'll see if we if it makes sense to make. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. so that's uh, duckfeed.tv forward slash store. Yeah. Additionally, Gary, what do people need to know? Uh, people need to know that in about mm, six weeks from when we're recording this, um, we are going to be doing a live show at the Portland Retro Gaming Expo. It's either going to be Saturday or Sunday. Mm-hmm. Not sure yet. They haven't finalized the schedule. Um, but we are going to be talking about Street Fighter II. Um, for the Super Nintendo, we're going to have a booth with interactivity. You can show up, play Street Fighter against us, possibly win cool prizes, and come watch us do a live broadcast. Not live. Like, we're not going to just sync all of your iPhones <laughs> and just actually, you know, tune in to W... Oh, oh, you know, W-O-F-F. You, to, you, you had it. W-O-F. Yeah. 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 I was going to have like W-W-O-F, but that's stupid. <laughs> the um, Yeah, so it's not going to be live broadcast that way, but we're going to be recording in front of people. Mm-hmm. It's going to be real fun. We're going to do a meetup as well on that Saturday. So if you were in the Pacific Northwest and are able to come to the show, come uh, hang out and have a drink with us. Yeah. That show runs from October the 18th to 19th. That is a Saturday and Sunday. It is a fantastic time. Uh, It's not very expensive to get in, and there are free arcade games and stuff. And uh, I can say it is the highlight of my year, getting to meet people. So Yeah, it's, it's very fun. Yeah. And so, and it, if you're looking for anything for your collection too, like it is just an awesome, like imagine just like an amazing store. Like there's cool people there too, and cool things to do other than buy things. But if you have some money to spend, like you can, you can really find some real bizarre old shit. Yeah. It's pretty great. It's a great combination of uh, old games um, and also like people making cool shit. So yeah, yeah, you can go there and support it. artists and buy an actual thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, that's uh, uh, Saturday and Sunday, October the 18th to 19th. We're doing a live show about Street Fighter 2 and uh, it's going to be a good time. So after the uh, one of the more affecting climaxes in uh, video game and JRPG history, uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> risking risking hyperbole there, but I feel confident that that is a cool thing. We go to just a real wet fart. Of a- <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's really just like let's tie up some loose ends. <laughs> Remember when we introduced the Necrolord? Well, we had to finish that up. <laughs> Or Necklord. I keep saying Necrolord because it sounds cooler. <laughs> because it makes more sense. It's like two rivers. Uh, yeah, exactly. But Necklord. <laughs> um, so Caillou shows up and he, he says that there are missing children uh, in Tinto. Mm-hmm. And it's time to head on over to uh, to Tinto. Caillou is a, a bandit. Yeah. There's a, a bandit village. And uh, it's another kind of part of the world. You know, you could still possibly use more allies at this time. But you don't really know. Like, you know, the war's not going to end because you, you didn't do the treaty. But like... You're still kind of in a position of strength, but you could use some more help. Right. Yeah. And this being a whole separate part of the world is actually the only thing I like about it. 
Yeah. Like you have to go through a couple of villages and a pass, and it really feels like you're seeing one of these neighboring kingdoms. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> you know, you go there's uh, the vill- the village of Crom, <laughs> and uh, a mining town with like lots of elevators and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's the first real yeah. like glimpse of technology you've seen out of your own elevator. Yeah, exactly. Which like that, I kind of wanted to take Adlai and bring him here just so he could feel bad about himself. <laughs> because they made three. He's so proud of it. He's just yeah. like, yes, my crowning invention. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it, it's a, it's like a, a what is it? Deep impact. Um, <laughs> a deep it, impact illusionist yeah 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 exactly and those two movies came out the same same uh 20 year span yeah. the um yeah and uh jess is here it, who i had forgotten about mm-hmm. like straight up like oh it's though but he's the guy who originally he was the assistant to annabelle and muse who originally sent you with the children's uniforms yeah to spy on the highland army way back in the day and <laughs> hey, the, i was like oh that that subplot because he came in and noticed you over Annabelle's dead body, and I was like, oh, it just didn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And it does, like, you know, 20 hours later. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I forget exactly where and when you, you know, you find out that it's the Neck Lord, and, hey, this place is becoming a zombie kingdom, and this guy is willing to throw all that away out of his grudge against you. Well, Victor knows it's a—because Victor takes you here. Yeah. He's like, oh, that sounds like Neck Lord. I better go kill Neck Lord. <laughs> And then he he's the one who says that it's Necklord. And then you know, quickly, Necklord uh, reveals himself mm-hmm. in the town. Yeah. And gives like a little villain Necklordy speech. Yeah, like you go down into the mines just to, just to investigate because you're trying to figure this out. You're still on a fact-finding mission. And then he just he's just standing there. There's no yeah. pop circumstance. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, stop it. It's, it's not even... <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not even like a special route or anything. Yeah. He's just hanging out in the mine. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it's a plot battle. You can't win. Yeah. Um, but your rune protects you. Is and it Jowie's rune that like he's like, ah, yes, I will save him from afar? Because it cuts to him apropos of nothing. I think the runes are just connected in weird mysticism ways. Yeah. Based on the ending. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know which rune actually does it. It seemed like yours would because it's the shield rune. Yeah. But who knows? Um, but he used this opportunity to fill the area with zombies. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you pass out. You've been kind of passing out every once in a while here. And it, the characters are just chalking it up to exhaustion, but there's more, a little bit more to it than that, which you find out a little bit later on. Yeah. So. Yeah. And so now the mission becomes to take Tinto back, but you can't go directly again because it's filled, filled with zombies. So rather than taking the zombies out from the edge, why don't we just plop ourselves right in the middle of it? Yeah, Sure. <laughs> yeah and uh and you you decide to go invest like this is the, so the plotting in this area is so ch- like shitty yeah. the um so you, there's a disturbance in drake mouth and you're like well might as well check it out because <laughs> you know might as well yeah um well that's where the next flag is so yeah exactly like so there's a character named sierra who's there who also wants to fight the vampire but makes you do a boss battle with her <laughs> first to test you because it's like they just needed an extra boss battle yeah and like, she joins you, and she's also a vampirist. They, they needed an extra boss battle because they had so many new ideas they wanted to show you. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, get this, guys. What if she has one strong attack that affects one character, <laughs> one attack that can affect everyone, and one attack that can, and one magic attack, and she attacks twice per round? <laughs> yeah, cut <Something>, print. <laughs> something like that. Like maybe. I, okay, so in the interest of being more charitable, maybe I, she might be one of the first bosses that does a debuff on you. Hmm. But I can't. I can't true. speak specifically. Eventually, around this around this portion of the game, that starts happening. Yeah. 
I think she has the her twist maybe is that she can attack columns and rows. Oh yeah. So I think she has like an attack that does both of those, but I could be wrong about that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a big deal though. Again, just spam your strongest things and you know use healing magic. Yeah. But she is neck lord as well. Yeah. So and, 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 and like it's a more personal grudge. Like they come from the same village, this vampire village. Again, hinting at other stuff going on in another way. And she wants his rune back, like this special yeah. one that makes him she as powerful his- as he is. What? I can't abide that, Gary. <laughs> I apologize. That's all right. That's um, fine. We all we all get yeah. a couple. It's cool. I'm not a saint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So you go through a never-ending cave to to get back there. Like you can't oh, go directly into town and fight zombies, even though like I can fight zombies. Mm-hmm. Let's fight zombies underground. They're still <laughs> zombies. Yep. Um, you just go through this this unbelievably long cave. With like weird incongruent puzzles, mm-hmm. yeah, after that part, we had to push that fucking crate, mm-hmm. and like that took me forever to figure out because that's never happened in the game before. <laughs> like, there's never been a block puzzle in in the game. Yeah, there won't be one after this. Well, in Cave of the Wind, you had to block the you had to block the wind. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but not like like not like this. Yeah. Like this just looks like a scenery crate to me. Uh huh. Like. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And the gap that you had to push that you had to push in it was way too narrow, and because there's no like snapping to grid on this yeah um and you have to push for you have to push for so long um to you know to even get it to move to overcome the friction or whatever i would get i had it right up next to it and i was just comically it was like a lucy skit gary i was just pushing (laughs) it back and forth and just overshooting it until i figured out oh you just have to tap a tap a tap a to push it a little bit yeah super super frustrating and and non-additive yeah Uh, um and then right after that you have the slides oh yeah 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 which like it was just like did you choose the slide that will get you a treasure chest? Because if not, you get to walk up the stairs and do it again. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just like such a, such a shitty dungeon. Yeah. This well, might be my least favorite, like, part of the game. Like, this chapter with Necklord mm-hmm. might be the worst part of this game. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, the, the, this dungeon is emblematic of what's wrong with the dungeons as a whole, which is you just often, you're oftentimes you're presented with a path, like, you know, with, with like with a choice, a hallway to go down. And that's the only trick that it has is you know are you going to go down the go down the way they get to the treasure or the one that advances you um and there's a point here where you know you can't return you can't go back so i just got locked out of a bunch of treasure which i would have gone back and gotten except you can't right like it just if i don't know it's frustrating it's also also like frustrating because this is when they start getting big enough to where like prior to this the capillaries are really short and now they're actually kind of big enough and tricky enough to where you can get lost since the walls all look the same Yeah, in every one of the dungeons. Mm-hmm. Like there's just nothing to kind of mark your way Yeah, by. So yeah. And it's, it's like a symptom of like the game doing so many things Yeah, that there are certain things that just can't do very well. Like mm-hmm. these Necklord chapters are the most traditionally JRPG in the game. Like let's go fight a monster mm-hmm. that's doing something to a village. Yeah. You know, he might as well be Garland. Like, it, you know, it feels like that. Um, and it's just like, that's not what you are as we get into. No. And you know? and so for, for as tight as any of the individual parts are, like, they, 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 they don't really meet, right? Yeah. And what, you know, like, what, 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 what that leads to is a game that, to my mind, could really have used a lot of editing. Because, yeah. you know, for as tight as those individual, you know, pieces are, um, some of them just don't add up. And it, le- and it leads to this really flabby kind of sense to it, especially here. Especially for a game that, like, objectively is not that long. Right. Like, it's hard to be, you know, thir- like a 30-hour JRPG, which is not a long time by standards of, of JRPGs, and still feel like 
you could cut a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Like if they, you know, I would have loved this as a 20 hour experience. Yeah. That was just like political. Here's you deal with this war in a really cool setting and with really great character interactions. Mm-hmm. Anywho, that doesn't happen. Nope. Instead, you fight a boss because Necklord raises a sco- stone golem that uh, <laughs> is graced with a cutscene. Yeah. Very few cutscenes in the game. Yeah, for 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 no particular reason. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm not sure why. Boss, boss rush. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But then you get and, into Tinto, and you find out what Necklord is up to. He just wants love, Gary. Yeah, he's sad, pop. <laughs> he just wants creepy love. Forever alone. <laughs> um, he's a he, he's a shy boy, IRL. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. But uh, contrary to most of these other boss fights, I like the Necklord boss fight. I don't remember that much about it. Other, like I remember the music, but like. I remember much about it mechanically. It's aesthetically neat, and from you know, from what I remember, his his palette of attacks is just a little bit more varied. Like, mm. like he definitely has some stuff that affects your status and your ability to fight. Okay, well, so, that's good. Yeah, um, but yeah, the music is great when you're probably hearing it right about now. And uh, like you know, there's a neat little character beat where Sierra says, "Hey, if you hand over your rune, I won't hurt you." And then he hands over the rune, and Victor kills him. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm I'm glad that didn't happen. Even though for a second I thought I was going to recruit him. Is <laughs> <laughs> he like, like Magus? Yeah. Like, oh, I'll take this guy with me. I'm gonna, I'll take this vampire lord. Um, the vampire hunter came back too. Oh yeah, during this we didn't mention him, and he's the one who sealed. Like he's the one who's like, oh, Necklord can't die when he has this this rune, this seal on, mm-hmm. and uh, well, we they draw a rune around him, yeah, yeah, uh, you know, to kill him. So you do get the he does come back like we thought he would, right? And joins you permanently, yeah. And he yeah, found his way into my into my permanent party because his rune is great. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah, like the the darkness rune or whatever. That's the resurrection. Oh, the resurrection Which, rune. Yeah, yeah, resurrection in this game is based entire entirely around shouting. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, when somebody's dead, you just yell at them until they come back to life. Again, shades of Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah. The, um... Yeah. Oh, they the Squire abilities, yeah. Oh. Huh. So, fortunately, that's over. Yeah. So, let's get back <laughs> to the critical path. Yeah, and Jess, you know, Jess comes back with you. So, I guess yep. maybe... I, I forget. Is he a general? Maybe not. I don't care. Um, no, I don't think so. Yeah. I think he might just be a guy. Might just be a dude. Um, you get the bandit bros, too. Yeah. Um, the lady bandit I ended up using a little bit. She's really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, back on the critical path in like a big bad way, because without Luca, you're free to start taking these lands back. So yeah. you start out with Green Hill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, you head back there to, go, to try to do it. And you end up, um, you know, you, you go, go to bed because everyone's telling you to go to bed. And uh, you wake up in the middle of the night to go like see some kind of cutscene. And then go back to bed again, just for enough time to let uh, Lucia uh, sneak in. Mm-hmm. And uh, you do this little one-on-one boss fight with her, yeah. and she's super easy. She's an assassin. Yeah, from this uh, from this tribe whose name I forget. Uh, the only distinguishing feature that she has is she wears a twilight hat. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then you have the option after you uh, defeat her to like um, put her in jail or let her go, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter. She just gets away. Right. Like they're really trying to position her as a big bad for the second half of the game. And it really felt kind of flat to me. Yeah. 
like I don't know. Like it just it wasn't it wasn't motivated enough. I didn't feel yeah. like like her her whole thing is she you know is um, acting against Green Hill and the state because she believes that the state through Teresa poisoned her father. Yeah, and when Teresa shows up, like Teresa is like ultra reasonable about it. Yeah, like and it's just like hey, we'll do after we're done with the war, like we'll do an investigation, and I will pay for his crimes if he did that. Right. You know, like you're right. Like let's let's take care of this. Let's get justice. And nope, uh, um, I'm I'm insane. So <laughs> dumb and yeah. so goddamn crazy. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So you're ready to to, uh, to deploy against Green Hill, and uh, this is one of the few times when it gives you an option about which fight. And by mm-hmm. a few times, I mean only time. Yeah, I chose the same thing you did too. So we don't yeah. we can't have any shades for this because it just seemed more relevant to me. Yeah, to, to stay and protect. Mm-hmm. It did. Um, I, I I attempted the Kiba one first, um, mm. and that was really hard. Like that. Like I think that the Kiba mission is actually much more difficult. Okay. Uh, because you know, breaking somebody's siege, or you know, like actually actually uh, going and fighting somebody who's entrenched in a town is just much more difficult. So actually, this was the first massive battle that I straight up lost. Hmm. And so, uh, having seen that, I wanted to see what the other one was. And you're right, because going with Victor is more resonant because you you actually end up fighting Jowie. Right, right. And that that's why that's why you know I was I was happy to do so. Yeah. yeah. And uh yeah, it is it is a tough kind of long battle. Yeah. It's it's specifically wrinkly just because um it, you know, after you take out enough enemies, he'll actually rotate his stock. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. there, you know, there will be reinforcements that arrive right as others retreat. So you end up having to uh, reposition and, uh, you know, you end up fighting about two or three times as many enemies as are apparent on the battlefield when you first begin. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, after you break that, you go inside of Green Hill. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, this is more stuff with Shin and Lucia. I just really don't care. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't give I don't give a shit about Lucia. No. Like at all. I'm not that into Shin. Nope. And it's like, eh. Yeah. No. Um, I am into Uber and his bone dragon. <laughs> I'm into the fact that he has a bone dragon. I'm not so into Uber. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uber. Um, <laughs> but again, it's just kind of like, you know, you killed the the baddest of the badasses. Here's some extra dudes. Yeah. You know? Like, Uber looks like he's uh, he's one of like the four knights or the, like the quad knights from uh, Wild Arms. A little bit. Oh, yeah. Like, he's yeah. got, like, a weird helmet on, like a visor. It's, like, vaguely futuristic. And I guess his origin is never really explained. Like, he's just a black knight who happens to be working for forces unknown. He's, like, a mercenary or something like that. Yeah. I thought. Mm-hmm. No. And this bone dragon's hard as fuck. Yeah, I don't I don't remember having a hard time with any bosses <laughs> for, for the rest of the game. Like, just I, a lot of my guys had healing runes. Mm-hmm. So I could do whatever that like heal all rain thing was a lot of times per battle. Yeah. And that that's all it really, really took. Yeah. I had, I had, you know, me and Nanami. Um, and eventually when, you know, that is no longer possible, it gets even harder uh, just because mm-hmm. I just didn't have that, I mean, that much access to healing runes. Um, yeah. But uh, with, with, with the bone dragon, I just ended up running out of spells before he was able to die. Yeah. Um, you're able to die. God. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, before, and, I, before and, I was able to kill him. Passive voice. Uh, goal. Come on. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, you know, having equipping items on characters seems more or less like a losing proposition. Yeah. In this game. Like I would rather give them more battle hardiness and then just rely on spells to heal. Right. So. Yeah. 
And then after you defeat the bone dragon, really, that's the end of the chapter. <laughs> like, here's Lucia again, and she lures you in to talk with uh, to talk with Jowie again in the exact same spot for pretty much the exact same conversation. We can't do this because of destiny and runes and fate and such. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, it's a very clear, like, hey, shit's still real. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm still planning to be a big dick. <laughs> um, but we continue pushing on. We're going to retake uh, Muse. Yeah. In one of the shortest chapters of the game, but also um, one of the, I guess, most frightening. It's really weird. Yeah. It's really strange. Again, it's one of these, like, supernatural elements kind of creeping in mm-hmm. to the thing where, like, you show up and the, the army retreats more or less right away. And it's still ghost town and you think something's up. And a gigantic golden wolf <laughs> uh, shows up. And the town gets just over after you, you, know, you do a boss fight and the town is overwhelmed with them. Like, your soldiers yeah. are just getting routed by beast wolves yeah they fight a giant golden wolf yeah and really it's kind of the same boss fight as the bone dragon yeah yeah they're definitely upping the ante on the bosses as far as making them tougher Mm -hmm. at this point um still not that strategically complex but at least a little bit tougher right you can actually fight a bunch of them optionally at this point too yeah like uh, your characters just tell you to run but there's a bunch of them in town if you want to just rack up some experience or what have you yeah um i don't know why you would yeah, because I, I felt a little under leveled. Like I think I, I, I know I fought one extra golden wolf. Okay. On the way, I also just want to see if I could do it. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but apparently you can clear the town of golden wolves if you like. Oh wow. Yeah, I, I, I figured that that would be an option, and I just, I was in such a rush to get it done that I didn't go for mm-hmm. it. So I just thought I would let that be a mystery that I would just, you know, assume was a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And it's you know th- these golden wolves never show up again. Um, I forget who exactly says that uh, these are linked to the beast rune. Like somebody says, oh, the, you know, the, like the, this is evidence of some kind of ritual. And that explains what happened here in Muse, you know, back before you arrived. Like what, right. you, this, what you saw. This, this is what Blight was getting at. Yeah. Golden wolves. Mm-hmm. So that was his plan. Yeah. Um, and this is kind of the penultimate thing before we actually head to uh, to Matilda, the capital of Highland. And actually try to take it out or not matilda's in the capital it's um yeah what is that uh, i can't it's... remember the name of the french sounding uh, oh yeah uh, la Renoui. yeah which doesn't mean anything <laughs> yeah. the, the nonsense word <laughs> the, the, cl- um, the closest translation that i read was uh the frog yeah yeah it's the frog with an extra letter <laughs> um but so it'd be a good time before we actually get into the climax of the game to talk about recruitment and castle fun yeah that doesn't really fit anywhere else So I recruited all 108 Mm -hmm. um, just because, uh, you know, eventually I got to the point, you know, like when I was right here, I knew that this was going to be the the point of no return. Um, And so I pulled out a guide, you know, like a like a checklist. I was like, okay, go, go see this. And the thing about these recruitments is aside from the ones that we called out specifically Mm -hmm. here, not many of them are really that involved. Right. 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 There's a couple of them that are. Um, you know, and a couple of them are interesting twists, but a lot of them, it's just like you just go up to somebody and ask them mm-hmm. to join you. And a lot of them have like little level gates on them. Like uh, when you're in uh, South Window, there's like, you know, Gensaku, the strong priest. Yeah. And he's there. And when you talk to him, he says, I am a strong priest over <laughs> and over until eventually you have the option to say, join my army. And he <laughs> says, OK. <laughs> and that's that's the beginning and end of Gensaku. 
I don't think that's actually his name, but whatever. You know, you're pretty close. About. Yeah. yeah. So the, uh, and then some of them are more interesting than that. Um, some of them, you know, have clear requirements. Some of them are a little bit trickier. Yeah. Some of them are fetch quests. Like, uh, there's, uh, the one guy who builds you the, um, like the idols, um, hmm. who you have to go find a really, really hard to, hard to find NPC to get clay for him. Yeah. 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 But most of the others are just gated based on, you know, based on numbers or on the, the, the state of your castle. So, like, as you go throughout the game and recruit a number of people or pass plot points, you have four levels of the castle. And, you know, the first one is, you know, just a barely renovated uh, necklord layer all the mm-hmm. way up to, like, a very big place that is hard to explore. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of tedious to explore, even though I love the, the castle and how it's done. Yeah. Like, I really like that idea. I really I've always liked, um, what is it, uh, Dark Cloud mm. does that, too, if you ever play the played those yeah, games. It's a good game. Both of them are good. Second one's really good. Um, you know, where you're kind of building it, or I mean, I guess a little bit solely, or like where you're building a city that is in relation to your adventures yeah. outside the city. And it's like, it just kind of becomes like a homey, kind of cute place, has good music. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, uh, you know, I like the castle a lot yeah. as an idea. Like, it does become kind of big and annoying to explore. Um, the layout, like there are parts of the layout that I never feel like I really understood. <laughs> right. Like, um, there's the part where you're, that's the main meeting hall. I always knew to get out, it was like, you know, lefty Lucy. And the reason why I knew is because I go through a door and there'd be a servant on the left. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I was just like, lefty Lucy, that's how you get out. Um, <laughs> you know, it's not a rhyme or anything. I was just like, if the servant girl's on the left, you can get out. If there's no servant girl, you're heading deeper into the castle. <laughs> yep. So. Yeah. Yeah. And what I, what I like about this is as the, uh, as the castle gets bigger, you have more kind of like random townspeople um, and there's a higher portion who are like, I wonder, I wonder what kind of person uh, Lord Cole is like, right. like more people who don't recognize that you're the Lord of this place, yeah. which is, which is a neat little uh, kind of point of articulation. And mm-hmm. there are also like, as you recruit people, you have different functions. So you're building a functional town like the, you know, you can have every kind of shop here, mm-hmm. you know, even though it is, it's really late. The the like by the point when you can get the uh, the the blacksmith uh, to you know. The to, blacksmith's to incredibly late. Yeah. Like the armor, I got the armor really quick, which yeah. was handy. And the way that the armor and the item shop work is that they have the inventory of any item shop or armor you've talked to, right. or their inventory is based on it. They don't have the entire inventory, right. but they get upgraded based on the number that you you get. Um, but the the blacksmith you get so late. Like this game becomes very like blacksmith bereft yeah. near the end. And what a what a like. I was like, oh, man, after every one of these dungeons, I have like $400,000, but you can spend that really quick Oh yeah, upgrading your weapons. Like, uh, that is such a, a cost sink mm-hmm. in, in this game. Yeah, I ended the game with no money. <laughs> I, I ended the game with uh, maxed out of money because I didn't <laughs> want to go back to a village because I was in the final dungeon and was lost there for like an hour. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, the, the money, you get up to like 999999 and then it stops. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But... Did you uh, did you ever do any of the cooking minigame? Um, no, I watched some of it on YouTube just to get. I know I did when I first played the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't did not this time around. It's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. it's cute. Like I, I like it a lot. It, it is it is funny. Yeah, I'm sure there's some kind of reward if you get through all of them. But I did like two of them by accident. It's kind of like oh, I'm in here. I might as well. A way to uh, lower the friction on those would have been to make like cooking items and trade items not take up inventory spots. Oh yeah, yeah. for you because I kept like I'm like I'll be in a store and I'm like oh this guy's got mayonnaise I'm I'm sure I can use that for like a a cooking thing, you know. But it's like oh my inventory's full of 
you know, healing items and spare runes and shit. <laughs> Things so, I need, I need to fight this war. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to, you know, give it up for mana. It's like, you should have had a separate inventory for like the, the chuff. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Chuff mayo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. There's also, uh, just a couple of, you know, you get performers for your, for your place too, that act as kind of like your background music test. Uh, mm-hmm. specifically Annalie. I like her recruitment because she goes to sing her song and because of the localization, there's no music. Yeah. <laughs> it's very funny. It's just, it's like, well, here's an awkward 60 seconds of silence. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, do you have any favorite recruits? No. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, like I, I got over recruiting people who weren't directly in my path Yeah. at a certain point. And like, I ended up getting out a list at some point, um, but the flag, you know, some kind of flagging was off and I went somewhere where a guy was supposed to be and he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I could spend forever trying to investigate this but i don't want to i I think i have a strong enough party to beat the game um it's like without a checklist i can can't see this being anything other than excruciating right because a lot of them are in towns you haven't been in forever Mm -hmm. you know like what reason do i have go back to the kobold village i don't know some ladies gonna be missing sheep you know (laughs) but if you just happen to go there after a certain arbitrary event has passed like i can see that like really playing into like 16 year old gary's unlimited free time and urge to explore you know the the gary that 100 percent in final fantasy 7 mm-hmm. like you know probably got very close to 100 percenting this at least like as much as i could um but it uh like and now i just like didn't have the patience for it yeah i don't know um i pretty much fell into the same situation but i just had it, it was such a short gap between the ones that i got and having 100 and all uh, you know all of them that i just mm-hmm. kind of like went for it yeah. Um, and you know, there are some that are kind of like knowing late to get, uh, um, I forget is like one, you know, one name, you have to go back to the Tinto caves. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, to get, I think maybe he's like one of the best fighters. He's at least very high level when you get him. Pesmerga, who I think is in the same order as, uh, Uber. In fact, he is, mm-hmm. he is hunting Uber down is his, okay. uh, is his plot thing. Um, you actually have to go back to the cave of the wind. <laughs> and yeah. the the encounters have not leveled up so if that was like a crazy optional dungeon that had you know changed the you know any of the experience that would have been fine however you can just let all the enemies go and proceed to the end uh, one interesting thing that i read about but i didn't get to do is that if you import your sweet in one save you can recruit the main character from sweet in one yeah which is that's pretty cool mm-hmm. and uh, you have a like a it's like main character attack is your fusion attack if you have them in your party, which I think is wonderful. Yeah, that's pretty good. There's also a character. I guess I, I do have a couple of favorites. I like the guy who's been impersonating you. Yep. That guy's very funny. And your your duo attack with him is great, where you both try to do the same thing, but he just falls over and doesn't actually attack. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yep. I like uh, Templeton, just because he gives hmm. you a mini map. I got him way earlier than this, too. I don't know how, but yeah. I had a mini map. Mini map. Mimi map. Mimi map. I have a mini map a memory earlier. Remember. I don't know. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, I, I don't know. Oh, oh also, uh, for each of these guys, uh, you know, you get a little bit of story by talking to them. But if you have Richmond uh, from Raddit Town, the, uh, the private investigator, I think you can actually use him to get secrets about them. Yeah. yeah each character has, I think, like four secrets. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you can investigate him. It costs money. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's a really cool touch. Yeah. And that's great. Mm-hmm. Which, when each of these characters, or at least most of them, they're you know that they can fit on an in- index card. What makes them special? Like that, mm-hmm. like that, that, that's a that's a nice way to bring a little bit of dimensionality to them. There's yeah. a there's a wonderful uh, you know Mass Effect doesn't suffer from lack of you know 
screen time for any of its kind of main playable characters. But in one of the DLCs, um, Lair of the Shadow Broker, I believe it is, Mass Effect 2 specifically, um, you can find like electronic surveillance on each of your uh, on each of your crew members. You can actually see like which websites they've been going to, and like there's a robot who is banned from every online game because people think he's cheating. Hmm. And yeah, like you can just see like their secret innermost hidden desires by that. Like that is a that 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 is a nice way uh, to reveal narrative uh, about these characters um, in an indirect fashion. Yeah, that's a cool idea. Yeah. One of the things we, we talk about, like, because we keep comparing this game to its contemporaries because it's so mm-hmm. um, anonymous, is, uh, and you have a stronger history of this game than I do, but I think this game does the many characters thing so much better than Chrono Cross. Yeah. Like, from my memory, I haven't revisited Chrono Cross, but, like, I was like, oh, this guy's a fisherman. Great. <laughs> and that that's, like, literally all I remember about him. But, like, and maybe it wouldn't be that way if I revisited it, so you can confirm or deny it. But yeah. I was very impressed with the way, like, it is like an index card, but with, with these kind of secrets and then just these additional interactions, like... You know, there is there are things to keep these people apart, and there are 108 of them. For sure. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. I think that it's more impressive here because they actually wrote specific dialogue for everybody. Mm. So when somebody pipes in, it is it is directly something that was, you know, kind of created for them. And, you know, the mind boggles at what went into making that happen. Yeah. Chrono Cross is more interesting to me. Not more interesting, but it is interesting to me because it is a it's more of a technological feat. In that mm. it's the same, you know, like like in story, you know, story beats, it's the same text for everybody, um, you know, more or less, except it's run through like a dialect filter. So, mm. you know, one person will speak things with like a southern dialect and things in order to bring that level of separation. So that was their way of getting around, you know, making um, bespoke content for everybody. Um, and mm-hmm. there are areas where there is bespoke content and the game branches in relatively inscrutable ways, uh, depending on who you manage to get at what times, mm. which I think is which I think is pretty interesting. But you're right in that on the whole, this does compare favorably uh, to that just because just because the recruitments even, you know, a- a- accepting some of the, you know, the more minor, you know, less uh, notable ones. Um, it feels a little bit more meaningful when you get somebody new here, uh, you know, just because there is that variety. You know, there's nobody who just builds an elevator in the beach town. You know? Right. You know, right, right, right. And even the guy who just builds an elevator and this has like a really, you know, has a distinct personality. Right. You know, and has like his that is uh, kind of expressed in like how you recruit him and in his secrets and in your interactions and in what he does. Yep. You know, so it's multidimensional in a really great way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's put a bullet in this fucker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so as you're getting ready to go into Matilda, like you're ready to make your uh, final moves on the kingdom, um, there's a massive assembly of all, your, all of your recruits, and this is where you can find out um, if you got all 108 or not, because... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty cool to see all of your guys in a room together, but then if you have all 108, let, like not shows up and um, blesses you with the forgiveness rune. Yep. Yeah, which I, I did not get, but I know about from the internet. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you're making your move on Rock Axe because they have sided with the Kingdom of Highland. Right. Yeah. Right. Because uh, that guy is a shit heal. Yeah. And I love this massive battle, um, you know, between... Uh, you know, like you know, between you and Highland and, uh, you know, Matilda, just because they do introduce, you know, the wrinkle here of, you know, attacks for multiple fronts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All the massive battles 
towards the end of this game, I think are really good. Even yeah. the, like the, the next, like the siege that you do to that, the town that's uh where they, you know, they're very entrenched is very difficult, but like, I really feel like the massive battle engine in this game holds up really well. Like once I started fucking around with my party compositions mm-hmm. for it and realizing like, Oh, this person brings this attribute to this, uh, to this unit, mm-hmm. um, really, really dug it. Yeah. And, uh, this one's really good too. Yeah. So while this is happening, and uh, you know you're, you're you're taking these guys out, uh, Kiba has gone over to occupy the mercenary fort where you began the game in order to split their forces. So mm-hmm. there's already this level of disorganization and panic on their side, right? And uh, after you you know defeat you know Gerudo or you know get far enough in this and they retreat, you find out that Kiba dies at the fort. Yeah, which yeah. I didn't have a personal attachment to him, but he died honorably. Yes. So. Yeah. Um, so you head to Rock Axe, and again, it's it's one of Shu's master plans where, like, you can't take this place by force, but if you can sneak in and then burn their flag and replace it with your own, yeah. the idea is that these knights, you know, similar to uh, Miklatov and uh, Camus, will think that you won, and that'll be enough. Yeah. And that will win over the kingdom. And you got the sense, kind of like uh, one of those fights at the beginning where the people you're fighting against are just so tenuously related to Highland that there's kind of like, okay, yeah, I'd rather fight for these other guys if the opportunity presents itself. And this right. is you creating that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. They just they just want winner. Yeah. You know, regardless. And this is one of the two big, stupid, empty castles you have to run through at the end of this game. Yeah. Not not quite as bad, but I'd, I'll dare you to tell them apart because, <laughs> they, they, you know, they look exactly the same and there's just tons of dead ends and just, you know, no furniture for miles. and. <laughs> yeah. And random battles, uh, some of which are with enemy soldiers and others are just with critters they have running around. I think they yeah. have a really bad cockatrice problem. Or is that yeah. Lauren Wee? I think that might be Lauren Way. Okay, um, and that that, that uh, city has ghosts and shit too. <laughs> you know, fighting there, it's like it, 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 anything goes. Um, so eventually, you get up to the top and you encounter uh, Jowie um, here, who who knew about your plan somehow. Yeah, or is here to cut you off, and uh, he wants to fight and and will not do it. Yeah, and uh, and he kind of gives a little bit of his you know insight yeah. into his what he's been doing because at this point it's it's been a real kind of like something happened to him when he got captured and you don't really know what it is um at this point like you know he's not a total monster but like his motivation remains a little bit slippery throughout the whole game and uh, he says that you know he's essentially just the 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 greater good by any means like the only way that the world's going to know peace is if we can unite the entire land under one kingdom mm-hmm. and that's going to require breaking a lot of eggs yeah yeah you know uniting is just another name for subjugating <laughs> Exactly. Like, yeah. Like he's going to take it by force in order to establish a greater peace. Right. Yeah. And you say, well, no, that can't happen because reasons. And it turns out, you know, like this was a point of like ambiguity for me because like, well, really, I'm just doing the same thing to you guys that you want to do to us. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. But hey, and I, even though I mean, I think that the idea being is that like, you know, if it was ever presented to your character, he would back down or mm-hmm. he would do a do a peace treaty. Yeah. You know, but uh, that's, that's obviously not going to happen. Right. Who knows if you would like it would be that would be an interesting thing to explore in a game, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, set up a, a similar story to this. But then through play and through kind of subtle coercion, get the player to not accept that. Right. You know, even though it's ostensibly what you want. Yeah. And that's something that like I, I could see that being almost like a spec ops or, uh, you know, Nancy Little Republic kind of thing where you, you know, get that little saw montage at the end. We're like, oh, I've been doing horrible things this whole time. Mm hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I hear near is like that, actually. 
Yeah, which and, makes me want to play near, but then JRPG were fatigue. Yeah. So yeah, no, I just I just listened to the uh, to the Planescape episode of Retronauts, and that was brought up. I was like, God damn it, I need to play that copy of Near I have sitting around. Yeah, I want to. Yeah. But it's also a JRPG. Yeah, so I know. We'll see if it ever happens. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. it just man, like I was like, it is. You know, we try not to pick on racist grandpa on the show, but like. <laughs> The the nuts and bolts of this genre are kind of bad. <laughs> yep. Like it, like random battles, the way that random battles are done. Like, we like I realized after the first episode, we were just praising it because of how quick they happen because they're bad. <laughs> yep. Like it's not that they're good; they're just bad but fast. Yeah, they're bad but fast, and auto attack is actually really useful yeah, as a way like to what, just not engage weird... with it. <laughs> Yeah, what a weird thing to laud the game for. Well, it lets me make it play itself during its worst parts. Like, JRPGs, like, here at Watch Out for Fireballs, we like shitty genres of games. Like, it is all survival horror adventure games and JRPGs for us, all three of which are garbage genres of games that we still like. But, man, is there, are there objectively wrong things with those yep. genres of games? Oh, man. Uh, JRPGs. That's a dark, dark mirror we just held up, Gary. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> tap, 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 tap. And I was so mad during this next dungeon. So I'm like, just like, why am I doing this? Like, I had this thought and like, you know, I, I wouldn't do this. And I, this is, this was at my most furious. So nobody, you know, you don't have to jump on Twitter to yell at me about making fun of your favorite genre of game. But like, I had this thought that like, if these, these episodes weren't super popular, I would almost not want to do JRPGs anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, I'd be so tempted to just be like, let's just not do these anymore. Uh -huh. Like, I don't want to do that because there's interesting things to talk about. I do like them. There are lots of them I like. I could still be surprised. But, like, I had this weird thought where it's like, man, I just tapping through these battles is so obnoxious and a bad use of my time. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Like, we'll still do them. Mm -hmm. But, like, I'm glad that we put, like, a good year or nine months between them whenever we do them, because yeah. that's about how long it takes me to forget how much I hate that mechanic. Yeah. And, and I feel, I feel like that actually goes into our choices of the games that we play, you know, specific to these as well. Like each one is always a little bit different than the ones that we've done before. So not to pat yeah. ourselves on the back too much, but you know, well, this it, it is, would almost have to be Yeah, like if we, if we didn't like it, would just, be, it would just be a shitty episode. Yeah, like I as much and that kind of cuts off some like games I really really like, but it, that was a double-edged sword. Like I'm mm -hmm. not saying we'll never do it, but like doing another 32-bit Final Fantasy or doing like Final Fantasy 4, as much as I would like to talk about those games cuz I like them, I'm a little bit scared to go back and end up presenting them. Yeah. You know. So, I've played through Final Fantasy 4 enough times and enough of them most recently to have that not be the case. Okay. So, so that that, that might be a little bit of a light at the at the end of the tunnel. Uh, for, I remember for, for that, that being like holding up well last time i played it but it was a long time ago and just tapa yeah. tapa tapa yeah um yeah so i think that everybody is saying get to the arrow killing yeah <laughs> we're never gonna get to the arrow factory <laughs> um yeah because you know as you're quibbling with uh with, with Jowie, um gerudo shows up and he sees this as his opportunity he's got the leaders of both of the you know his most powerful neighbors right there and he's got a bunch of archers Mm -hmm. And he's gonna take his he's gonna take his shot. Yep. And uh, and you get this, this you get this little brief window to react, which I love. Yeah, because like this, like you know, Nanami no or Nanami stop, mm -hmm. but it only shows up for a second before she actually gets in front of you, and uh, doing cool kung fu tricks, mm -hmm. like knocks the arrows out of the air, and but unfortunately is struck by the fourth one. Yeah. And this is sad. Like it is meant to be sad. 
It is engineered, you know, to be like the Fantasy Star 2, the Final Fantasy 4, the Final Fantasy 7 um, tragic death scene uh, that motivates everything that happens after it. Um, but it is affecting, again, because of that sprite acting, you know? Well, it's it's also, I think, it, I think it's more successful than those. Like, I, I'm going to call this my favorite, like, JRPG plot death. Yeah. Because it's like... Um, one, you know, you've had a, like, she's been there for so long. Yeah. Like, Eris, you know, dies fairly early on in Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of fell in plot love with her. It wasn't like, you know, she wasn't family. Right. And Anami, like, you know, is constantly engendering herself to you. Like, she's legitimately has a, a lot of spark to her personality. Right. You know, she's very likable. And the dynamics of you, the trio, like, you, Nan- you know, Nanami and Jowie being there together mm-hmm. and having this happen, like, is just very rich. Yeah, you know, it's just it's just really, really well done. It doesn't feel cheap. Like it doesn't feel like this is here to add pathos. Mm-hmm. You know, it just feels like a very like, wow, this is this is this is super sad and complicated and great. And uh, you know, I'm genuinely affected because I really like this character. Yeah, you know, it's like one of my favorite characters in the game. Um, it's uh, so. it's it's earned in, yeah. in a huge way, and it's kind of I don't know foreshadowed or at least you know mirrored or echoed throughout this because her whole thing is even though her little brother is the hero and the savior of the world, is that she is the big sister who's protecting you, and she you know that that that's that's her undoing. Like it's kind of this you know joke throughout it. You know not not intended to be a joke, but kind of like haha, this is a cute little character affectation, but it's brought home in a real grim and dark way. Right. Um, that, you know, that, 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 that is earned after, you know, what, what might've been 25, 30, maybe 40 hours up to this point. And she, um, like, like she puts on this, like they do a really good job of having her put on this brave face and have it, you know, be hide some like insecurity. Like, um, you know, she breaks down a couple of times to you in private mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, tries to get you to quit. And if you do the detective facts on her, you know, like she doesn't like, she doesn't sleep very much at night. She like stays up training to protect you. Right. And stuff like it just it's just super heartbreaking. And then when she's dying, she says, Call me a big sister for the last time. Oh, and God. you can you can say nothing. <laughs> I don't know who does that. Like what is the percentage? I want to see like a Walking Dead style yeah. percentage of players who have done the dot dot dot. Like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> go to sleep. I'd, I'd just rather go not. To sleep. Just go. <laughs> you know, sleep. Yes. Oh, I prefer sh- not to exercise my mouth right now. <laughs> yeah, which is like, I like, I, I love that it's a choice because, like, I yeah, I don't know, I, I choked up. Like, oh gosh, this sucks. Yeah. Like, I'll say this because, like, this is you know, this is the person's dying wish. And like, right before that, she says, "Oh, I was so happy to get your, you know, get to be your big sister and your, you know, and Jowie's friend. Like, this has been cool, a good ride. Thank you. Can you do this one last thing for me and validate that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't want to be alone in thinking that this was all." Yeah. You know, that this was so yeah, it's it's really affecting. Like like I said, it's my favorite JRPG character death. Like mm-hmm. I think it works really well and, and partly because it happens so late. Like the uh you can, you know, it it you put the 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 earning it on the right side of something. You know, it's like it's like an inverse of the Zeromis problem. Yeah. Where like Zeromis shows up and is unearned because there's only you know, half hour of game left, mm-hmm. you know, two hours of game left. Whereas this is totally earned because there's almost the entire game before this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, it's wonderful. It's great. It's really well done. And I'm happy that we had like these two great moments, the death of Luca and the death of Nanami in the same episode. Yeah. 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 Very, very good. Um, she shows up with a doctor mm-hmm. and uh, or you, you, you fight against. I forgot you team up with Jowie and you can finally do buddy attack again, <laughs> which I did. Even, yeah, even though I did. <laughs> that's a group attack, but it was like just like old times, right? 
Yeah, exactly. And you get to see his crazy fucking rune, um, <laughs> which is just nuts. Um, you get to use all his fourth level rune powers. It's like supernova. <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, yeah, so you fight Gerudo, which is awesome. Just like unite the two of you. Yeah. You know, they're just like doing like the shade of gray, like really, really well with that character. Mm -hmm. You know, um, but eventually Shu shows up with a doctor and you rush uh, Nanami off. Mm -hmm. And uh, unfortunately, Nanami dies. Yeah. Yep. Wink. Yeah. She died for me. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> she, she really dies. If you don't, for some reason, if you don't get 108 people, <laughs> she, she dies. Each one has to contribute one drop of blood. It's like a Tinkerbell kind of thing. They weren't clapping yeah. hard enough. Yeah, exactly. So, but I, I like that. Like, I think that it is more emotionally resonant for her to die. Yeah. They're like, I actually like that a lot. Mm -hmm. but, but yeah, we'll talk about that in the, in the ending part. Yeah. But because right now, functionally, you are operating under the, either the illusion or the reality that Nanami is dead. Mm -hmm. And I like that it's not like maudlin. It doesn't, it doesn't like present crazy soliloquies or whatever, you know, because you are a silent protagonist, you just spend a lot of time in bed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah which is great. And, and at some point you collapse too, yeah. which again, that's been happening more and more. And they, they do a good job of disguising what this really is again, because it's always at these emotionally charged moments and such. And, uh, you get a, a scene, um, a little cutscene again, um, where Jowie has sacrificed his wife to the beast rune in front of a huge crowd, which makes you think about well, who the general public is of Highland, where they're just like, you know, yeah, do it. Our princess. Yeah. We demand her blood. The, but, uh, the wolf must be fed. Exactly. exactly. Um, but uh, it was just a, you know, he actually sends Jillia and uh, Plika away and actually sacrificed a doll. Yeah. So, and so there's somebody who's making real dolls in Sweden world. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jowie and the real girl. Yeah. <laughs> Full of blood. You yep. know, that that extra $500 is worth it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I just envisioned the kind of person who would buy that in real life, and now I'm sad. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. And I love, like, the little moment of, like, him talking with his advisor. I forget exactly who it is. Like, yeah, this is fucked, dog. Yeah. Like, after yeah, that, like, like, the, the you know, the seams are showing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and now it's time for you to, uh, to 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 go after the head. Yeah, or the frog, as it were. Yeah, and there's a really cool scene um, with Apple and Shu mm -hmm. um, early on, where Shu's having his doubts at this point whether he can actually do this, and does this thing where he has a uh, Apple draw a card mm -hmm. on his table, and it's a, it's like a tarot card, yeah, yeah or some kind. Like it's not actually tarot because there's no fire tarot card, <laughs> but draws a card that says fire. Mm -hmm. And you're not. And, uh, you have no idea what it means until the next massive battle. Yeah. Yeah. Which this is the climax of Shu's character. Yeah. Which, which I really like. Um, where this massive battle where they, uh, Shu and uh, Victor draw the enemy, draw the master strategist. Um, uh, what's it, What's his last? Silverberg. Leon. Marl Leon's Silver, a, yeah. Or, Leon. Or yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Marl Silverberg is his master, I guess. Who's this guy? This is not Marl Silverberg. No, so I just think that that name is funny. It's it, it's Leon. Uh, they, okay. they all studied under like him, Shu, and Apple all studied under the, under the same dude. Okay. Yeah. Who maybe that's Silverberg? Maybe. Um, yeah. But uh, lures them into this forest, and then burn down the forest around them. Yeah. Which is you know just badass. super super dark. Yeah, just yeah. badass and just like sacrifice a lot of his own people to, to take care of this and stuff. And there's like awesome dialogue at this part. Yeah. Where like uh, the the enemy tactician is says, um, you know, never put yourself in in harm's way. That's the first rule in the book. And she says, I had to throw away the book because you read it too many times. Love that so much. And it's so good. Like <laughs> it's just like yes. <laughs> like 
It's super, super good dialogue. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, at, at least that made it through the, the localization. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it could have just been like there was a book that you read. I lost it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just like what? Like, yeah. Um, yeah, but but I like what you said earlier about this being Shu's story because you know there there, there definitely is a moment, you know about two-thirds of the way through our previous episode where, you know, Shu is given the opportunity to lead the army, but he understands that he's not charismatic enough. Like, yeah. his his function is to make really hard and unpopular decisions, and, like, there needs to be somebody who can, you know, win over the hearts as he acts as the mind. And this mm-hmm. is, you know, this, along with a couple of the other small character beats, really bears that out about, like, what is the role for somebody like that in you know in, in this kind of society or in this kind of you know conflict right right yeah it's pretty great and like you know the, the his his character is borne out more in the good ending you know um you know just just a little bit that speaks to how how deep that goes but uh this the, the, this really is him you know finishing his arc and opening the way for you to get inside of this castle through uh, kind of the, the the last massive battle that you're going to do and one that's really hard because I misunderstood the goal. It's really hard because the enemy is holed up. So yeah. anytime like an enemy is on a city tile, they have increased defense, it seems like. Yeah. I don't know if that's actually true, but um, I ended up having to cheese this pretty pretty seriously with with archers mm. and stuff and just kind of plink plink mm. away. Um, you know, and just kind of hope for good guy, you know, good die rolls. Yeah. Um this it's, it's a hard, it is the climax of this system of the game, right? And what's and what's funny about it is you know, you're you're fighting more generals than you than you have you know ever really fought before. Uh, I think there are like four, like three or four of them on the map at a time. And um, I was doing the same thing. I was trying to attack them from outside, and I was just making making no progress against them. In fact, I had gotten rid of all the regular, you know, the the, the non named enemies. And so I was like, mm-hmm. all right, well, I'm going to move in for the kill and just hope that I can do this. And the second that I moved uh, one of my general units onto the city tile, the battle was over. Yeah, you don't have to kill everybody. But what threw me off for that? You don't have to kill everybody. But what threw me off there was you had to enter the city tile from the bottom. Oh. Like whereas on the world map you can enter the city tile from any angle, uh-huh. you can there's just one place where you can get into the city. Okay. So I tried that because that's why I read the instructions. It didn't work, and then ended up fighting for a long time before I tried actually getting into the city. But it's pretty cool, and you're right. This is definitely I think one of the most realized uh, portions of the game. Yeah, yeah. It just it works really well as like a high stakes version of that tactics game. Like yeah. having everybody be so fragile. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just it just works really well. Yeah. Um, but then you're into like this super fucking shitty dungeon <laughs> yeah. that just goes on forever. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a boss rush too. Like you fight uh, Lucia again and there's really no movement in her arc or character mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. Yeah. And She's still mad. Still, still, still angry. And so like Lauren Wee is pretty much a massive empty castle that is filled with both random and scripted battles. Pick one, guys. Um, (laughs) and it's big and empty and there's really no indication of which way you're supposed to go except for, you know, maybe some kind of ingrown player knowledge that you have that these things are usually symmetrical and you're supposed to maybe drive to the center. Well, you can't though, because, uh, the way they funnel you is with locked doors. Yep. So like if you had free reign of the castle, that would be true. And you can kind of infer what the layout is going to be in one area, but it doesn't matter because the you know there might be a, a shut door right. at the end of that. Like the only way that I knew which way to go was like if I'm running into scripted battles, yeah. I felt like I was going the right way. But eventually, I cleared those out and just 
you know, and what it was, I needed to go, like I can picture in my head, it was like second floor, lower left mm-hmm. is where I needed to go. And that was yeah. the door I forgot to check. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, yeah, the, 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 I think the door shut after you go through them, maybe. There's something that like like I was just like oh that door w- is locked I haven't gone through that or no it was it was closed so I thought it was locked I couldn't get through it something like yeah. that but it just I spent so like I said I maxed out my money <laughs> had, you know nine hundred thousand nine you know uh, money yeah. so the uh, I just spent forever here yeah and I was in such a rush this was like at two a.m. last night um, as of the time we we're recording this and I was I ran out of money bribing enemies to get away. <laughs> Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. It's like, oh. here, take this. It's yours. Just hey, bri- bribing a that. cockatrice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah here, here's some feed. Yeah. I wish I had done that because I had so much money. I, I forgot the bribe option existed. Yeah. Like I just ran away and then sometimes it wouldn't work. But I got to the, I was playing this on an emulator and I got to where it's like, okay, I'm at a fork in a road, save state, go left. If it's not the right way, restore. Because <laughs> I don't want to get into any more random battles than I need to. Yeah. That's when I was so sick of it. Yeah, it's a real, real bummer of an area. Yeah. It's look, uh, so you do a couple of bosses. You do that Lucio one. You fight against Han from the, the first game. It's mm-hmm. a duel Yeah, um, with him, which is, you know, at least breaks things up a little bit. Yep. And then uh, you fight Colgan and Seed, who are the two generals who stuck with uh, Jowie. Yeah. And that's a pretty tough fight because they complement each other. But once yeah. you get one down, the other falls very quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the final big boss, the final big bad boss battle is against the Beast Rune itself, which is unleashed from a uh, blood sacrifice that Leon does um, to yeah. activate it because Jowie had been working to keep it at bay. Right, right, right. And this is actually where Jowie sends away his oh, yeah. wife and child. Um, I thought it happened earlier, but this is where he does it. Yep. Um, and in a really sad, the, the like that line, "Can you pick me up and hold me like my daddy used to?" Just once, yeah. please. Like, oh God. <laughs> I didn't you know I, I'm immune to Palika's charms. If <laughs> if you had an army, if the skeleton army came at me with like Palika armor, <laughs> I would be the one person who could cut through that army like butter. <laughs> like if I were to pick up Palika and hold her like Daddy used to, I would also you know and be like, all right, what's this thing? I don't know. I just like Palika just was not cute or charming to me. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm in Camp Nanami. Like the Nanami was the like that was where all, I spent all my emotion. Oh, I can I can care about a bunch of things. I can, no, no, I'm not saying you can't care about both. I'm just saying I spent all of my emotion. Yeah, maybe I started with less than you, <laughs> so it doesn't mean I necessarily have you know cared just, more about that. I just feel things so deeply, Gary. I know it's well, it's, it's you're an introvert, yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> and here's a BuzzFeed article about how to deal with me. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, uh, so this beast rune fight. <laughs> Yeah, it has a gimmick. Yeah. Like, it is a thing. It's a big multi-part boss fight where each, like, it's a, it's a classic Final Fantasy. Like, one of the arms does this thing. One of the other arms does this thing. One of the legs does this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes on for a long time. And you have to, it's tricky because it has a rune in the middle that you have to kill. And then you have to kill the the arm that can bring things back to life or the head that can bring other parts back to life. Yeah. There's a leg that will, uh, that will do general healing. Yeah. Heal leg. <laughs> and like, it's, it's really gruesome. Like when you kill one of the parts, it doesn't disappear or anything. It becomes like a bone bloody version of it. Yeah. Whereas opposed to like a final fantasy game where it might just fade out. Like the guy with the two snake arms in final mm-hmm. fantasy four. Yeah. Yeah. What's funny when you were talking about the classic final fantasy thing, I went right to Bannon. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's 100% Bannon, yeah. Bannon fight. Yeah. Um, it's uh, on a big scale. So I, I don't know if this is a function of your colorblindness or maybe the like the, the small, tiny screen I was playing it on. It doesn't turn bloody. It actually just kind of like drains all color. Oh, okay. Yeah, like it, go, it goes gray. Yeah, that, like, but it, it turns into at least a bone. Yeah, yeah. Shape. Like it doesn't just like, right? Or did I imagine that too? I, like, I think I maybe... Sure that- I think yeah. maybe you imagined that, but your ver- your version is cool enough that I will say I will accept a reality in which it happens. Yeah, I'll, to, I'll have to look that up just to see, just to <laughs> check my own memory. That's what I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I I also mainlined this game over the course of like like a twelve hour sitting shift, <laughs> and it was was more or less just seeing things at the end. So I'm yeah. not that surprised. Um, uh, for for me, this fight was mostly about endurance. Yeah, like I I ended up having to get pretty creative with my healing. Um, and have some characters grab things from the bag, some healing items, which I, you know, ordinarily wouldn't do. Right. Um, just because I ran out of healing stuff. Mm-hmm. But I uh, eventually got through it. Yeah. I don't know. It feels like a non-starter. Like, I have no idea what the beast rune signifies. Like, is this supposed to be the root of the evil in the Highlands, um, you know, bloodline or whatever? Um, I know that it was given to them by maybe Harmonia or from some other force. Like, it just kind of seems... I don't know, like, 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 an easy, like an easy conclusion. Yeah, it's you know, it, it is the Zeromas to a certain extent, right? Like yeah. they they hinted at it and they alluded to it with uh, you know the happenings in Muse, but like I, it would have been kind of more potent if it was just Colgan and uh, what's his name Seed, yeah. and you just ran into the empty throne room. Yeah, I would have loved that. Yeah. Like I think like. Uh, it's it's tacked on, and the difference between this and a classic Zeromas is I think is that they sprinkle all the character stuff around it yeah in an effective way like we're not done after this like you don't have to you don't start stop playing Mm -hmm. you know you get to uh there's still levels of interaction to it um but yeah like it's just a pretty unremarkable boss fight and then uh and then you leave the castle and it starts falling apart because it was a load-bearing boss (laughs) and uh, everyone cheers yeah because you lived and now you can form your own country Exactly. Yeah. Call it flavor country. Or, exactly. Or, or in my in my game, skeleton country. Yes, yeah, skeleton country. Mine was <laughs> mine was like unicorn country. Like forget it, it's unicorn country. Oh wait, no, it was it's it's not named after your army, it's named after you. So it was coal country. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Gary Gary Country. Sun's castle in Gary Country. <laughs> So Ellie wakes you up mm-hmm. uh, back home, and uh, the war has to continue against Harmonia. I think Harmonia did give the Beast Rune. I feel like this might have been setting something up. Oh, yeah. So I, I don't know. I'd have to look up some Persona 3. Or not <laughs> just unrelated. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. I just have to play a different game. Um, I, like some uh, some Suikoden 3 stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I, so I, I, I didn't get the sense that there was any aggression between Harmonia and Highlander the state. Like, I, like, like what, what got me and like what kind of motivated the choice really because it was like ah now you will lead us is like all of a sudden you know you you feel like you've won this victory highland has fallen and now people are trying to talk you into continuing aggression like yeah. oh well the state can't be happy because we still have these enemies like well how far is it going to go exactly you know and so that motivated you know me to think that turning it down was the was the more narratively sound choice you know a because wartime leaders are not the same as peacetime leaders and i was a wartime leader yeah you know it's a it, if you turn it down like because i've watched all the endings on on youtube I did, I did not turn it down or i did turn it down but if you don't um the ending you get is pretty resonant 
where you get to see the credits and everything, and then you get to see a scene of Jowie um, at the place where you first carved, you know, into the rock, the symbol into the rock. Yeah. And said you were going to meet and just waiting there yeah. for you. And then, it, like, in the end. Yeah. Which, like, that's a cool, like, I like that. Mm-hmm. That for- is an ending. Yeah. I like that because what it says is you forgot your promise. You forgot yeah. everything that you learned up to this point. Right. Exactly. Because you've decided to keep fighting. Right. You know, so it, it's, it's, you know, you, but uh, if you don't do that, if you decide to to head back there, mm-hmm. um, you can do so. And I, I uh, did a little fun story, play beat and visit my grandpa's grave. Me too. In the town. Whoa, we, we both uh, did the buddy attack and we both visited the grave. Yeah. I thought, well, I thought maybe like something would, I thought, you know, maybe get something special, but you just do a, a little prayer there. Yeah. Which is uh, still nice. Yeah. It's still nice. Like it's still like, you know, oh, I said I'd be back here and I did. Mm-hmm. And Nami would have liked this. <laughs> and, uh, and then head there to Tenzin Pass uh, to meet Jowie. And, uh, if you so you do a, a duel with him, yeah, and there's lots of different ways this can play out. Um, you can fight him. Um, you can do the good thing, which is just defend and never fight, right? Yeah, which is great. Like I love it. I love it in that Final Fantasy IV too. Mm-hmm. That comes up. Like I like that as a thing a lot. Um, but if you got 108 stars, um, you can actually like heal him, right? <clears throat> So um, what happens is you defend and uh, he, you know, like, I think it's like three individual duels. It's a couple because he just can't accept that you won't fight him. And Mm -hmm. his emotions are are so high that he like collapses and says, hey, whenever somebody uses one of these true runes, it depletes them. I'm going to die. You need you need to take this rune from me. Right. And that's why you've been collapsing and, you know, been exhausted and stuff like that. And these yeah. mystery illnesses, because mm-hmm. you have the other half of that true rune, right? And so the you know the, the the bad ending, the way to you know really make this sad, you've turned down the rulership and also lost your only friend and sister, is to take the rune and without it he will die. But instead, you know, if you you know say no, I'm sorry, I can't do that. You have to deny deny him several times. Uh, your rune actually you know makes him whole again, right? And you know kind of like saves both of you. Yep. And you have to have 108 stars for that to happen because it's that forgiveness rune. Right. That, and, that does that. Yeah. And so, you know, now that he has the second chance, you know, he is rightfully kind of messed up. And like Nat shows up and says, yeah, you know, you're going to have to carry the weight of these sins for your entire life. But both of you still have plenty of this world to see. So, you know, fate is ordained or you have this option before you that you can go and see this world and, you know, journey together. And that is, you know, that, that, that is the option that is born out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because if you, if you had those 108 stars and you do that, um, Shu shows up and says that Anami who was faking her death, <laughs> um, like a dramatically unsound and kind of annoying thing to me. Yeah. Um, well, I, like he provides enough of a justification, which is she was so anxious. And when she saw that you were, that you know, that, that, that you were going to shield her, she was like, well, he's too important for that. He can't be dying for me. So once she was, you know, once she was alive and you, you know, you have to have both things. You have to have all 108 stars and also you have to react in time. If you don't react in time, she will, you know, she will die. Once she figured out she was alive, she was like, I need to get out of the picture or else he's going to do something self-destructive for everybody. It right. is contrived. Just, it is. It goofy. feels really servicey. Like it feels yeah. real. Like we have to make this upbeat Yeah. in a way that like doesn't reflect the rest of the story. Mm hmm. I guess like I, I still I don't like it, even though I do love that like so depending on which one of those you get, you do your your credit and your epilogue with everybody, and then you get a picture of the three of you, mm-hmm. um, and if you and it, it's really effective because if it's if you did everything the good way mm-hmm. and all three of you guys just get to adventure, it's in color and could be a modern picture. Yeah, and otherwise it is like sepia tone or black and white, 
And it's just a super sad memory of like, <laughs> yeah. you win this war, it cost you everything that you care about. Right. And this is what this is what you've lost in a real, you know, tangible way. Yeah. Yep. It's a bummer ending. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you also get epilogues for all your dudes. Mm-hmm. Which is entertaining. Which are, like, you like one line jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Vicky drinking so, too much wine and teleporting away. Yeah. And none <laughs> of those seem that noteworthy to me, other than that one really. Like they're kind of cute. Yeah. But and it's impressive. It's funny too, because if you don't get all 108 people, you just get blank spots for those. Like they don't skip past them. Oh yeah. So like you're I'm just listening to the music, there'll just be a screen of three <laughs> blank spots. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sit through this. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. And that's weekend in two. Like good game. Like very good game. And and real like I feel like the first ten hours we were playing it, I was like, you know what, this might be my favorite JRPG we've done for the show. Mm-hmm. Like I'm so into this, I'm so into the streamlining, I'm really into the theming and stuff, and all those things are true. But I do think that it lacks that cohesion, yeah, a little bit between its parts that we were talking about. Yeah, like it, it just uh, normally I can appreciate those gaps, but they, they they got wider and wider between the individual pieces so much so that like well we can actually go in and excise some of these and you know I I was very much in the same boat, but I feel like there are games like you know Earthbound that are so much more of a part of a whole. And yeah. kind of presents, you know, like a like, like a like a broader, uni- you know, like you know, just a more a more unified experience. Which you know, po- you know, I'm not, you know, I, I will be a fan of polish to a certain point, but not, but not to the exclusion of all. And I can recognize that this game does make excellent decisions, and I enjoy that I've experienced it and have been a part of it. But if we are forcing ourselves to arbitrary arbitrarily rank them, which is a stupid instinct, but yeah. a, the one that I completely understand, I will say that, you know, it, it, it rests high in the pantheon, but like in terms of what we've discussed on the show, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's the thing with earthbound is like the problem earthbound, the problems earthbound had mm-hmm. kind of mechanically and system wise were there throughout the entire game and nothing got worse. Like yeah. both games have really, really strong environments and narratives and both games like stick the emotional landing really well. Right. Like, um, in really different ways. Like I can't even, you know, if I wanted to rank them again, like I understand it's a, not a good influence, but like, you know, people do it or good instinct, but like they both do that really, really well. Like right. this game does not fall apart, uh, in, in the heart zone. Mm-hmm. you know at all like i think the, the ending is, is so good it's just that like i just lost a lot of goodwill you know mechanically mm-hmm. by that point and i'm sure that happened to a lesser extent in earthbound mm-hmm. but i didn't have as much goodwill to lose because i was like oh this is going to be a jrpg i'm just going to tap through shit it's gonna yeah. suck and we're <laughs> sweet it's like these are so fast and there aren't very many random encounters and like the dungeons are really linear and you know short and it it knows that it wants to focus on the stuff that it does well, and it just kind of lost that focus, yeah, in a way. So I mean, is 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 consistency what we're driving toward here? I think I think that's really what what it's like a comparison thing. Yeah, you know, because it's not like I I didn't like there are tons of battles in Earthbound I fucking hated too, mm-hmm. like and bosses without good gimmicks. Yeah, and you know all those things are guilty, or you know every JRPG does those because it's not a very good genre of game. <laughs> and um, but the uh, uh, it just like this, it just I had this like insane hope, like I was just like, man, this is so breezy and smart, mm-hmm. you know. But it's not like I just I wish they had stuck with that a little bit more, and I yeah. don't want to try to second guess what resulted of that, but I would yeah. have enjoyed it more. I mean, is it is it just a matter of like it's admirable that they held out for so long? Like, or, you know, just kind of like, oh, gosh, like they, you, you could really tell they were trying to make something special, but it kind of drew, drove back to this inertial point of kind of mediocrity. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. 
Yeah, which I'm not calling this a mediocre game. I mean, one of the purposes that this show ser- you know, serves in my life is that it exposes me to a lot of new things. And I'm very, very happy that I've taken the time to play this, even if I am suffering from, from JRPG fatigue at this current moment. Mm-hmm. I'm covered head to toe in bed sores. Um, you know, but it definitely does hold up a closer lens of scrutiny, whereas I would have just accepted this or even worse, not continued playing it after it got boring, you know? Yeah. 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 I, yeah, I agree. It, it is, it is a genre thing. And part of it is probably just me and, and, and patience with genre. And part of it is that consistency angle. Yeah. So, yeah. But I mean, I, I play, I play these games. I play JRPGs for the story. Um, and kind of this feels, I don't know. I feel like I've hit this at a right point where I've recognized that, you know, for as fun as Final Fantasy seven is, and as for as much as I can cling to that light of nostalgia or whatever it is that draws me back and calls that, you know, a good thing. Um, you know, this feels like a mature, a mature story that I'm happy I experienced now, as opposed to a little bit earlier when I might not have, you know, like if I played this when it was contemporary, I, you know, I would, I would have just gotten done playing Final Fantasy eight and like, where are my space witches and shit? Yeah. You would have been lost in a lot of the, yeah. You know, yeah. Of yeah. And, you and know. I did play at the time and I think it's telling just how little of it I remember, yeah. um, because you know, the, some of the things that were remarkable about this game didn't have the impact on me. Mm-hmm they did now like you know there's there's so many shades of good like i still think final fantasy 7 is a good game yeah it's just you know this i do feel like is operating on a different level yeah uh than that um yeah it's great like it is it is i feel like you know story narrative wise kind of theming and stuff it is up there with with earthbound you know which i think is if you if you recall us gushing out the end of that game <laughs> and how how that went like that is a very mature take on 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 a story and really kind of nuanced storytelling i think this is as well mm-hmm. um it just i just getting through it man yeah and and so so much time on that last dungeon like that really didn't need to be there yeah like just let me ride out to the ending man yeah you know this could all just be cutscenes. <laughs> you know cutscenes with boss fights in between i would have been great mm-hmm. would have been awesome yeah why was it giving you items in that final dungeon i don't know i don't <laughs> like, like and why I... did i hunt them down like why did i care <laughs> yeah i don't i can't put these runes on <laughs> like i'm not going to teleport back and do this whole fucking dungeon again there's a there's a village outside of that castle that you can go yeah. to that gives you the ultimate blacksmith hammer and the rare yeah. finds like like the, the, they were expecting you to dip in and dip out it felt like but like no like this like d- don't don't give me the tools to kill the pacing of this great thing you made in fact yeah. don't don't actively kill the pacing yourself like like draw us forward into into a strong conclusion because in a story about momentum the best thing that you can do is carry that momentum through to the empty throne room to this decision that you have to make to yeah. deciding to abandon uh, you know ev- everything for the greater good like right like like th- th- that's the stuff that's powerful and just that last leg just sucks all the wind out of those sails and yeah. it's frustrating too because they have the chops for it. Yeah, you know, like there's nothing, like there's no, like, because the the accusation when a game does this kind of thing is it's padding, mm-hmm. you know, like or like it somehow uh, comes from some kind of sense of insecurity, mm-hmm. you know, and you don't get that sense. Like the actual the the things the game does well, it does very confidently, you know, like and even the stuff it does unwell, it feels confident in a way. Yeah, you know, it just it it like it just wasn't done that well, and it, and you know again probably my taste and all those things but yeah so yeah it's just frustrating it makes me really want that fucking shadow of the colossus jrpg (laughs) like would this game be in any way diminished without dungeons and like if it was literally like narrative beats 
random battle or uh, boss battles, duels, and massive battles. Yeah. And instead of like, oh, you know, the purpose of the random battle serve is to build your character up and, you know, give you, you know, give the opportunity. Instead, it was the choices that you make. Yeah. You know, influence the way that you have to attack these different fights. I think you're absolutely right. And, you know, something that was on the tip of my tongue is just don't do dungeons. Like, yeah. if, you're, if you're not going to do them right, just don't do them. You're like, you're, you're going to make the greater product better as a whole. We've got to be close to somebody coming up with this and making it work, right? <laughs> like, with, with the way that, you know, indie development is mostly about fucking around with the genres. Uh-huh. You know, like, let's throw some Isaac in there. Let's throw some, you know, it, it's, it's, let's mix this with this. Like, we've got to be close to somebody doing a game that is super well written, has, like, these different parts, and just replaces all of the stuff that everybody hates. And by everybody, I just mean me and you. <laughs> um, with, like, like, a choose-your-own-adventure yeah narrative that'd be great make it like the yog or something <laughs> yeah like it would just be it would be amazing like i yeah. would just be way into that and if somebody's listening to this and they're just like you assholes there's this game it does exactly that let us know um, yeah please let us know <laughs> i'll be interested to see if people get mad about this or not i don't like i i don't i mean i don't know i feel like I we've been I feel, and charitable is the wrong word but uh, you know like make no mistake we like this game yeah like so, so, so and, and i know you know this is this is the weird thing about doing games by popular vote which we did you know from patreon backers so people paid money to have us say potentially non-flattering things about a game they really love enough mm-hmm. to vote for you know to the exclusion of others i don't i don't want anybody to misunderstand you know like that you know that this is you know that this has been a valuable and positive experience but we're more talking about the genre itself and you know the ways that it doesn't you know that that it just hasn't aged well and the fact that you know there there, there are ways that it could be better and i think that the, the the real bad thing is we see these mistakes being repeated over and over again right and part of that just because of our role you know like and part of that is because they do keep getting repeated over and over again, like costume quest. <laughs> but the, um, also, like because we are knee deep in it, because old video games are our yeah. ballywick, mm-hmm. so we have to see it all the time. But yeah, yeah, yeah. like it, it, it is a good game. It is, it is a great game, and it is well worth your time. And if you, if JRPG stuff doesn't bother people, uh-huh. they should totally play this. Yeah, like, more power to you. <laughs> yeah, if you're into that, like please do. But like, I have you know tons of tons of JRPG fatigue. Yeah. at the end of this yeah so but it's fortunate because we have we all have choices about the games we play <laughs> yeah yep yeah um yeah so uh, what are we doing next time cole well next time we are taking a little bit of a breather in fact i can probably beat both of these games in one day which i might <laughs> yeah. intend to do and then just be a little bit easy breezy beautiful um we're doing a split ep uh between contra the original konami contra and uh little nemo the dream master mm-hmm yeah. Yeah, the uh the uh NES version, not the arcade version of either. Okay. Of those. Um the arcade version of Little Nemo is real crazy. Oh. And good. If you ever get a chance to or maybe I'm thinking of the arcade version of Willow. No, I'm thinking of the arcade version of Little Nemo. Capcom okay. Capcom arcade platformers, man. Is and that is a good Is it worth dipping into that to comment on the show? Yeah, yeah. Pick okay. it up for like I mean it's a quarter muncher, it's a arcade game, but check it out because okay. it's it is cool, it's beautiful. Um, yeah, the, uh, and, and the arcade version of, uh, Contra is probably worth bringing up as a note too, because those will be episodes that are going to be sparse on narrative. Yeah. Um, but high on mechanical goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, after that we are doing half-life. Yeah. I'm yeah. excited about this. This is uh, going to be one of our first, first, like straight first person shooters we've done. Yeah. We've done first person adventure and we've done, um, third person shooters, but never as, you know, like one that is as stock as this. I, yeah, and it's something that's influential, like, and it's also something that is, I am coming into it 
from the outside and having not replayed the original Half-Life in forever, like, I really feel like this is going to be like, well, this is a really good example of this thing in games I don't like. <laughs> um, like, really fun to play, but, like, man, is there, you know, play a little bit, get a little bit of story. Play mm-hmm. a little bit, get a little bit of story. Like, <laughs> as just the, you know, that kind of carrot and stick. Yeah. Um, relationship. So we'll see if I want to see how well it stands up for something as as important as it is. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you can get that on PC, Mac. I think it might be Linux as well. It's free all the time on Steam. Oh yeah, for sure. Like okay. uh, yeah, they give it away a lot. So so then after Half Life, we're going to be doing God Hand for the PlayStation Two. Yeah. 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 That is that is interesting. <laughs> um, it is going to be hard. Yeah. I'm excited about it because it's a game that I've uh, that I know only by reputation, um, and it is a different kind of genre than I think we've done before. Yeah, like kind of a precision-based third-person combo fighter. <laughs> beat beat um, up, yeah, beat like, but up. not yeah, quite. Like, yeah, yeah. Like it's probably like I never played those, but it's probably close to the new uh, Ninja Gaiden games. Yeah, like just super mastery kind of a uh, you know kind of a system thing. I played uh, played it and then didn't get very far and died and hmm. and stopped. So we're gonna do our best. Yeah, <laughs> as as, um, we, as we try to do. Yeah, and we we uh, so since we announced on the live stream, we're gonna. We're tipping our hand a whole bunch. Usually we just do three games, but we're five out yeah. uh, now. So the, uh, you know, get, get used to these games. Cause if you don't like them, you're fucked for quite a while. <laughs> the, um, so after that is Halloween. Yep. And, uh, and we are doing a uh, resident evil remake Yeah. for GameCube. Yeah. This is, uh, this is one of my favorite games ever. Yeah. Um, I, it's beautiful. Yeah. It is available uh, on GameCube for, uh, for real cheap most places. And then also you can get a, uh, a Wii version. Although I don't know why you would do that because GameCube games play on Wii. So yeah. Well, except <laughs> on that new shitty Wii. Oh fuck. Um, I forgot the, that thing uh, existed. I haven't played this since it came out, but I remember just like absolutely adoring it. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to revisiting this on the whole. I played it about once a year. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. I just, I, I just, I remember it being very effective at being scary mm-hmm. and also, uh, just gorgeous to look at. Yeah. So some of the, the best looking backgrounds in a, in a game I've seen. Yeah. And then after that, uh, we're going to be doing uh, one of four adventure games, which you have the opportunity to pick. I will not say which one's leading right now because I don't want to put a target on anybody's back. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, your options on that are either Riven, the sequel to Mist, Grim Fandango, I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream, and Sanitarium. Mm-hmm. So this the sequel to whatever Metallica album came out before <laughs> Sanitarium. That's a song, not an album. Yeah, Fuck. Uh, so um, whatever single. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't know my my Metallica. Um, <laughs> yeah, so you, if you can vote for those, if you are a patron of mm-hmm. ours, um, so you go to patreon.com forward slash TV and you can uh, and let your voice be heard. Yeah. And uh, the poll is up for another five days, I think. Uh, it is uh, running or until. Let me see so, here. Yeah, it is running until. Friday, September the 12th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So another 12 days. Yep. And, yeah, um, that is that is a cool thing to do, and we want to play all those games. Yes, we do. So uh, people are duking it out in the comments on Facebook, and I could, I, I'll be happy with whatever one we get. So, mm-hmm. so know that. We're, we're, we're proud of you no matter what. This has been a longish-er episode, so let's do a very uh, brief admin. Do you agree with that, Gary? Yeah. Yeah. So there's the Patreon thing. That is a great way to support us. Again, we have that uh, live show happening either uh, October the 18th or 19th. 
uh, in Portland at the Portra- Portland Retro Games Expo. That comes mm-hmm. highly recommended as a good time. Come out and see us. We are uh, you know excited to meet you. Any of you who come out. Yeah, and uh, go to the, if you join us on Facebook, which you should do anyway, facebook.com forward slash watch out for fireballs. You can see uh, an event if you want to actually come to our official meet and greet, yeah. which I'm not expecting to be a huge party or anything like that. But if like three or four people show up and have beers, like that also yeah. sounds real fun to me. Mm-hmm. Um, job about games. Um, yeah, you can also listen to our other shows, read our other stuff, um, buy our things, do all the things at duckfeed.tv. Yeah. Um, and you can go to iTunes and leave us a rating or review, yeah. and that helps more people learn about us. And that's that's probably pretty good, right? I think that's about it. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. So um so yeah, until next time. Watch out for JRPG fatigue. Yeah. Bones are so brittle, Gary. (laughs) They call me Mr. Glass.